Hello, internet friends, and welcome to episode number 139 of Final Boss TV, your WoW and Game Ring show. I am your host, my name is Adam K, aka Bay, and uh, if you weren't here for the little bit of pre-show nonsense, then you should turn into the live stream, um, because things happen. But today's show, we're sort of having a, a little bit of a, a, a almost a pseudo-clickbait kind of title. I thought of this idea about a week ago due to the Mother's Day event today, so happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Or, uh, you know, or prospecting moms, etc. This is sort of a special for you, kind of, but not really. But we're talking about Legion so far and trying to see where the expansion has come for the first eight months so far, where we're going in the future. We've just sort of finished Legion Tier 0 and Tier 1, depending on how you want to look at it. And we're going to sort of recap what has been happening so far and, and basically just rant about Legion and start waxing lyrical, I'm sure, in the next two hours. But of course, thank you very much, real quick, to the assistant producers of the show that helped make this happen over on Patreon. Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, Dalthier, and new to the assistant producers, Tachinori. But of course, I want to give back something, of course, and make more things for the patrons. So there are more podcasts on Patreon. And the one where Preacher and I were prepping the show yesterday is nearly two hours of complete nonsense. We had some good discussion, though. So you can go check those out or any of the other ones. These are only available, of course, on Patreon. These additional podcasts are put together for you, sort of like a behind the scenes. So link, of course, is down below. But it goes all the way back to the Hunter episode, episode 126 forever ago. Those are all available for you right there. Or you can go over to this other Patreon page that preaches creating videos. I don't know who this guy is. He makes these things called like legacies or something. Mostly just talks about farts and stuff. I don't know. You can go check his out as well. Links will all be in the description box, of course. And if you're watching on YouTube, hello. And check the video description box below for all the social medias and all that good stuff. But enough about me babbling on. Who, who are my guests today? I mean, you, you might know who they are. I just, I mean, maybe. I don't know, they're both right here. Uh, I'm going to go over quick, quick to, uh, to, to preach. Hello, sir. Welcome back. Hot. Hello. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> How long are you holding that face? <laughs> uh, is your face okay? Are you alright? You gotta slap it around a little bit. You alright? We've had to hold that face for so long. <laughs> it's, I gotta shout out all the patrons and stuff. You do the same thing. Don't get me that. That's no, good. It's good. Oh my gosh. And then his better half. There's Ghost. Hi, Andy. Oh. Pleasure to be here, eh? <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm just gonna kill the background music, and we're gonna start in. That's that's all we need, right there. That could be the show, right? Just you making faces. Oh, we're good at it. I don't we're have to. Some practice. Do I have to do anything else? I mean, I can just sit here and let you guys just do that, right? Bounce time with me. Oh gosh, that's the one thing I was talking in the in the BTS podcast to plug that again real quick. When I was talking to Preacher last night, I can't say that word to make it sound like the meme that you guys have made with it. Like I don't bounce. have the accent for it. You can't bounce, mate. I just I just say bounce, and it sounds so yeah, dumb. You can't put more pop on they the beat. Can't. I know. Yeah, bounce. It's a local can't. twang, mate. You can't bounce, mate. I, I can't do it. I don't. I don't have it. I don't. I literally don't have it. 
Well, that was the first kind of question I had here, and I didn't know this until last night. Do you, do you remember what the origin and evolution of, of that is? I wonder if Andy remembers. Oh? What? Oh. Pop when quiz? first started saying Because I remembered specifically when it happened. I don't know, mate. It you was Birmingham and Jari. Because we didn't know... We, we had no preparation when we met Dejari, and she, we were both like, let's just have Bants on stage and turn the Bants to 12. Well, that was your special event thing you went to for Legion, yeah? Uh, we were on the main stage for Twitch, uh, a big oh. conference thing. Yeah. I, it was I, good. I, we had the biggest live crowd they had the entire weekend. We uh, rocked it. It was really good. Oh. That's I remember awesome. that once. There you go. See? There it is. Yeah. With my mate Andy. <laughs> As he got called by the Twitch staff. I can't swear, mate. Don't <laughs> mean this. My mate oh, Andy. That camera goes down, so do you. Here's Mike and his mate Andy. <laughs> That's what she said. Interesting. It's just terrible. Well, I guess the, the first question I had for both of you, I don't know who wants to really get into this, is that a lot... We, we talked, of course, we do like the either the pre- or post-BlizzCon shows. We've done those now for multiple years, right? Normally I get you two and then Noble to come on and talk about the show because he represents the uber-casual, then Ghosty's like middle-casual, and then you're the super-hardcore, right? So... No, I'm super-casual. You should check. Oh, sorry. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm in a casual guild for casual players. That's, that's right. That's right. And you beat me by a few days to Mythic Gul'dan, so I mean, there's that. You're just not, you're not casual enough, that's the problem. Shit! <laughs> <sighs> Dang. But, yeah. um, like, how is, what's Preach Gaming become now? Because you're like a, a thing. You're not like just like you and then Andy sometimes. Like, you guys have made something else. What's like, how's the status Yeah, of we have full-time three people now. Um... And we're not just WoW anymore. We've made the transition into different games, which is hard, as you can imagine. We weren't expecting just how many play people of, like, the hundreds of thousands of people who subscribe to us will not play anything other than Blizzard games. Like, that was a big eye-opener. But we we have to make the move, so we've done that. And it's paid off really well. We got to go down to Bethesda a couple of weeks ago. We were at the, there for their office, in their offices in London. We got to spend some time down there. And we're doing a lot of MMO stuff as well. So it's, it's working out really well. We enjoy it a lot. Yeah, it's awesome. I think I saw I saw the pictures of you guys at Bethesda's office, and that was mm -hmm. from from the outside in. And knowing you as long as I have, I was always like, these two nerds just talk about World of Warcraft all the time. And then the last about I don't know about six months have been a huge transition period for you guys. Well, neither of us have ever been mono gamers ever. We we yeah. always played loads of games, but every time we brought that up to our audience, they were like, please play World of Warcraft, <laughs> like just play World of Warcraft. And so we. We spent a, probably about 12 months thinking about how to start bringing new games in. Um, and then we just decided we have to do it. So mm -hmm. we did it through Patreon. We made a lot of videos. I think we made seven or eight videos on Patreon. One game. On one game. On a single, we took one game. I can't remember what it was. I think it was Mother Russia Bleeds. Something yes. like that. And we made seven or eight different videos and just sent them out to our Patreon audience. And they just gave us all this feedback. It's like, we prefer this. Can you, Why don't we do this? Can you add this information into it? And then we landed on where we're pretty happy with right now. Obviously, it's always going to get better, but uh, that's how we did it. And then we just started. And from there, it's, it's got better and better. Well, then, can I was doing you know, background research and getting links and grabbing things of the day. Um, can one of you uh, comment on Gamer Dads? Mm -hmm. It's just an archive. That's it. It's just a stream archive. Hmm. Gamer Dads originally was supposed to be like a let's play channel because andy didn't yeah. work here full time and in fact we could only ever get andy into the office one day a week that mm. was it because we both have kids and all that kind of stuff 
So we decided to sit down and just record various games. And we played a lot of PS2 games and all this kind of stuff. We had a lot of fun, uh, but it became really hard to record everything and then split it up. You know, we recorded something like six or seven hours of footage per on one night a week and then tried to sort it all out afterwards. And then occasionally we lost the recordings and stuff. <laughs> and there's nothing we could do about it. That was the only time we could get it going. But now it's just an archive of the games we've played. So if we do a review of a game and we give our opinion, if you're not going to buy it, there's the archive where you can go and see it. So that was okay. the whole point. I, I had forgotten it existed. And like the, the pinned video on the front page is like the quick intro of you guys playing some connect game or something with like a really wide camera and it's just like that game is awesome yeah, we had so really much fun good. with that <laughs> it kung was just kung fu connect yeah there it, there it, it is was there so it is. fun yeah, yeah 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 it was crazy but that was it was interesting to see you guys in a totally different light i think one yeah. of you had on dad shorts i want to believe in one of them so was it i had did have to drag all the pcs to the living room at that point to record the, the, the connect uh, and play Star Wars and stuff. Yeah. But right. we were desperate to bring new games in. We were desperate. It's been a while. So now, like, Andy, what do you what do you do to deal with Preach every day now? Like, what do you... How do you split the workload? Because you guys are working on a huge, like, all-spec and class guides right now. So where in this workflow system have you slotted in other than just making fun of him all day? That's made... That's the priority part of my job oh, okay. is keep them in check. But when I get the time, like it, it started off with just like the designs of I can hear myself through your mic, but uh, just like updating all the social media pages, the YouTube pages, the thumbnails, and just like little graphics that started appeared in the guides. Um, and then it's just pushed on from there. Like I started to do the short videos, like, like the mates, what's I do the majority of those. And they, like the latest top five that we did as well. Like Mike wrote the script, Mike had the idea, then I then started to use the ideas for the scenes, like the little skits. We did the funny skits. We filmed those, and then I put that one together as well. So it's it's getting more. Mike's still the brains, mm. okay? I'm the looks and the brawn and the designs. Basically. Oh, right, yeah. So, but yeah, that's like where I fit in now. It's like Michael have an idea, and usually I'll, I'll try and put a bit of a creative flair on it as well. I'm Bance, mate. Bance is key. I think they're... I don't know if it was, it was something in my chat a while ago that brought this up and that the logo that you've had for a long time, the P and the G, which is always, it was, started out as Preach Gaming, it almost like worked itself out that it technically could just be Preach and Ghost. It's just the two of you yeah. to do we, all of this We stuff. noticed that about two years ago? Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, which I don't think it was ever intentional, but it still, it still can make sense in that regard because it's not just one person running the whole the show anymore you guys do and it's ironic too. because in like in the uk pg means like you know you can you can let your kids watch it yeah oh you can't. Mm. and you you mm. cox <laughs> yeah. pretty soon we're gonna end up on that blizzard front page man any moment now well that you know you made it when you get into the launcher and you get one of those like community dev spotlight things like the interviews on like the actual website yeah, not like, a chance yeah not mm. a chance in a million years <laughs> not a chance no but we're, we're holding out hope. We can make it. We can definitely make it. We right. can. Oh, we can. Uh, on the last... Take a look at that back footage. Oh, gosh. On the no, last... But it has worked out really well because I'm oh, yeah. not good at editing in terms of... I'm very much content-driven, so I like the, the words and the, the facts and stuff. Mm. And then I just want to throw that at a video and just put footage over it. Uh, but Andy will go in there and spend forever making sure it all lines up perfectly and everything matters exactly right uh and the, which is something i just have the mindset to do that i just 
I think, oh, well, everyone just wants to hear what I'm talking about. The sure. footage is secondary. Uh, but now we balance that out. So when we look at the video we just released yesterday, it's got like a really nice presentation. Everything adds up nicely. These topic lists, there's all these things that in the past I just wouldn't have bothered with because we're going to get there eventually. So that's, that's what's worked out really well for us. Yeah, you're talking about, I can pop your channel up here because I have this for the plug section, but you made, and this this happened not intentionally because I talked to Preach <laughs> yeah, totally a, a couple randomly. days ago, but then he drops this video, the Legion raiding reflections and discussion. So if you want like more on like the specifics of just like the raids, because we're going to go over a whole bunch of just like overarching hot bedish kind of things today on the show. But if you want like just talking about the raid tiers, I just finished this today when I was getting prepped for the show. And yeah, you go through a lot of very minutia points about like almost every single boss and your, mm -hmm. you know, reflections around the whole thing and how like your guild handled it and what the, the thoughts going through. And it's funny how you had to, and you told me before, you had to like remember back to how you felt then because now a lot of those like sticky points are kind of alleviated or being lessened over time. Yeah, I watched um, hours of boss kills that were from my perspective because I record every boss kill uh, every all the progress and then the boss kill and then I archive that so to remember what I felt eight months ago I had to go back and rewatch it and try and remember what I was thinking of at the time what I thought of raiding at the time or what I was you know how just how exactly was this in context of the time we did it and that you, I spent like four days doing that, going backwards and forwards, just trying to get my memory right. Because it's easy to look back now and say, well, you know, it was like that, it's like that. But when you actually rewatch it and you see, notice these little things, it's like, oh, I totally remember feeling very differently about that. Mm -hmm. Like I, somebody told me the other day that Ellie Shamans have been great in Legion. I was like, no, they weren't. <laughs> they were in a really bad spot for a long time. And it's those little things that you have to try to go back and remember that... Um, I could only find by just watching boss kill after boss kill after boss kill to try and get my memory right on it. But again, it's, 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 it's all about perspective. I think most Legion things now are about perspective, which is a good thing, because I think Legion's solid. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the first big thing I wanted to dive into. And, like, I, in prepping these notes and then looking at and, like, looking through, like, the patch notes just to get, like, a feel of what we could really go over as, like, the big topics and... The notes, if you're on Patreon, you can follow along, are always going to be a roadmap, especially. I didn't think I was going to make this much stuff for this kind of a show in the first place, but big expansion, World of Warcraft Legion, definitely leaps and bounds beyond the debacle of Warlords of Draenor we just had previously. But I guess, how has the experience been for either of you? Because both of you attack the game in a very different way. So, has anything that major comes to mind about really, really fantastic about the game? Or the adverse of being really just awful? Andy? Okay. All right. Um, I'm a lot more casual than you, Mike, bro. Uh, I'm a lot more casual than Mike. I know people fucking. Oops, sorry to me as well. I know people hate that <laughs> word, but I really, I really am. I'm a lot more casual. Like, um, uh, I was raiding uh, two nights a week with the Stark Boys, and I was, I was loving it. I actually enjoyed the raids. I enjoyed the content of Legion, and usually through the last three expansions, at this point, I would have been long gone. I would have been long gone and probably come back for like the end of it. But um, and even when I stopped raiding, I, 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 I've no longer got a PC at home, so I couldn't keep up with the AP grind. I was falling behind, and it comes to the point where like I was getting constantly benched because my damage was just non-existent. So I thought, right, I quit raiding, and I just did a couple of random things, and still enjoyed the game. Like I was leveling ults, and I was enjoying the class campaigns, just admiring the new 
really weird things like the the animations or the sound effects of the weapons that they've changed in Legion. All these little things that I wouldn't usually have enjoyed because I would have sacked the game off. So I'm that's what I'm doing now. Like I've got a I've got a lot of gaming laptop at my house again now, so I can play full time. But I'm not eager to get back into raid, and I want to play all the classes. So for the first time in a long time, as as far back as I can remember, I'm just leveling all different classes, and even shifting like my paradigm as well. I uh, a couple of months back on the stream, I never ever ever have played Nelly Shammy, and everyone said we did we did a straw poll, and they said um, you should try Nelly Shammy. So I did, absolutely loved it. Hmm. So just from that, it's gave me the thirst now to try all these other classes, not just for how they play, but for like the just what they give you know like the, with the weapons with the order hall with the campaigns i'm enjoying all of it man uh, and eventually obviously like with me getting my computer slowly but surely i should be getting back into raiding as well so it's been cool and it's kept me wanting to play the game as well that's the main thing there's there's something really interesting you bring up in that whole point is that like we all agree almost unanimously that leveling and the cinematics and the cutscene and the feel of warlords was great and then it was yep. like after the first like two weeks it was just like nothing and in mm -hmm. Legion, now we have, and I draw the parallel in the point of like a Star Wars Old Republic, the only other MMO that's ever kept me interested at all. And in SWOTOR, the only point is like leveling classes, experiencing the eight different storylines, and now the new expansions are basically KOTOR 3, right? And yeah, I think Andy did the ball. It's hours and hours, but now Legion has a bit of that where if you just play a different class, and then even swap it around Horde or Alliance side to get the different flavors of the rest of their, their, uh, their uh, questing, you have a little bit of that style in, in WoW now, which you can just experience all these different stories and class campaigns, yeah. and they can improve with the artifact stuff. You go forward in uh, the Broken Shore now, so we've never had that in WoW. Everything was always the same. Yeah, there's, there's so much to do as well. Like You'll never be in a point where it's like you, you feel to yourself, I'm not going to log in because you know it's just nothing to do, but there always is now. I mean, like people love and hate world quests but sure. you know they're there if you need them even if you don't intend on raiding you can still do them for your ap to just you know level yourself up a little bit but you don't have to is the beauty of it you can play at what you want to play and this is the first time like i say again i i don't remember this being an option so to speak so right yeah it's it, it caters for everyone it, it really does cater for everyone and preach what about you how about the same fantastic or awful side of things it's your synopsis so i have a very different opinion story because i play the game differently mm -hmm. um like for me the class all campaigns are a bit of a chore now but i, I just had to spam them on a lot of characters at once which True. didn't help so that um i was hoping there'd be a little bit more story in that uh, comparing it to swoter i think they in certainly recently they dropped the ball certainly with broken shore I, I think that campaign is almost inexcusably bad oh right, the, the, right, right. compared to the nighthold one which was really, really interesting. Like, the Nighthold one had so many things going on, but the Broken Shore is questionable at best. In terms of things I love, though, loads of elements. I really, really enjoy that Blizzard took risks in Legion. And they did take a lot of risks. We're now starting to see some of the problems there. Like, the world level we talked about last night is bringing, making the whole world relevant for the entire expansion has been fantastic. And I have never, ever visited every corner and nook and cranny of an expansion landmass like I have in Legion. And in Walls of Draenor, it was kind of, you did Frostfire Ridge, and then you barely have visited any part of that zone ever again. You just went to the Apexes thing. If you went to Gorgrond, you just went to the Apexes thing and did that. Uh, now, the whole world is relevant forever, and it's great. But the drawback of that, of course, is 
that we're now one-shotting everything, which they tried to fix, <laughs> which was, uh, it's got these plus sides and negatives of all these new things in Legion. And there's great things that also have some drawbacks to come back to it. Uh, the thing I love the most, though, I would say, is just being main. And I know that's a little controversial to people who love alts, but be, I feel like I'm a, a true main character again. And I haven't felt that way in a really long time. Is being fully invested into one character has paid off a lot for me. Um, not the same, but the drawback of that, of course, is a lot of that is tied to AP, which isn't the most interesting system we've ever had in the game, but it serves its purpose and it works kind of well. The worst thing for me has been ratings not been too great. Uh, certainly in the mm. mythic level, I think it's been. Uh, I call it so-so. It's had high points and low right. points all the right. way through it. Um, I'm excluding normal and heroic here. I think they've actually tuned them really well. Um, and the other thing, the, I think the Warforged Titan Finish Forged system, for me personally, has, hasn't been great. But at the same time, it's actually worked out really well for most of the player base. So again, it comes down to, there's some things that are great for me, terrible for others. Right. And then, of course, we can mention Legos. Uh, if we go down the Lego road, which is an entire podcast in itself, is oh. but that's sort of alleviating itself now as well. It's, yeah. We're starting to see the, the end of the road with that, uh, especially if you're on a main character. So there's nothing about Legion I can say fundamentally I hate. Sure. Because at the same time, there's really good points to it. And that's why I think Legion is one of the best expansions they've made. All the problems that we've talked about on shows like this and our own show are always niggly things. Like we had a 45-minute debate over the Mythic Plus changes. It's such a minor change in the grand scheme of things. And I think that points to an overall great expansion. If a big problem or a big problem worth discussing is actually something pretty minor in the overall scheme of things. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth you can get, and there are totally different, you know, all the different YouTubers and, and Twitch streamers in our, our little corner of the world that talk about these or or break this stuff down or make discussion videos about it or make some that are a little bit more actually clickbaity, but it, it, it all happens in this sort of this realm that a lot of these issues that are being brought up just for those views or just for the, to make that point, a lot of them don't really, like, we're still doing things. You're still progressing. You still have things to work for. You still have things you can work on. And yeah, people bring up like the whole world of Warcraft recently, and it definitely is more so now than it ever has been before. But I'd rather, and I said this before, I think on the on the BlizzCon show, I'd rather have so much to do that I could pick and choose versus logging in, hitting my red button on my, you know, my uh, garrison and logging off. Yeah. And the same point, though, um, to counter that, is my brother, who's played WoW since vanilla. Mm -hmm. um, he can't play Legion. It's too much for him. Mm. When he logs in, he, he's told me four or five times now he's tried to get into Legion, and he loves World of Warcraft and has done for the past decade or so. But every time he logs in now, it's just overwhelming for him. And I don't know how many players are in the same boat. As they log in and they see all this stuff they can do. And it's too much. And they just, I don't want to get involved. And they and he's logged out and unsubscribed five times, I think, so far because of that. And mm. gone to different games that are much more simpler. Well, That's surprising, though, you know, I think. Like, because your brother, I know he's he's not rated as, dare I say, hardcore as we used to in the past. But he's a veteran of the game. And... For him to get overwhelmed, I think that's just he he logs in and he sees everything, but he doesn't like he do, he won't break it down as if to say like, well, I don't have to do this, I don't have to do that. So I think I get it. I I think that that's more of a case of he's not really that interested in getting back into WoW. If that's the problem, you know. Hmm. Um, I think it's easy for us to understand every single nook and cranny in a 
it's you know we played the beta we played the alpha we knew so much about legion before the game even came out and other people obviously picked up that information from our videos and also word spreads but if you were away from that and you just logged in you know a bit after launch and you saw all this thing going on from ap to legos to world quest to suramar to all these imagine you just logged in today and then to get flying and things like that you have to get the reputations here you've got to go and do this you then can go to the broken hours and do all this i think for some people it's my brother is the example he's like I, I'm, I'm done i'm like this is too much i don't want to do it well that's the that's the one thing you can look at here i, I bring up like the, the patch notes right and i'll just can scroll through this is like the initial launch patch of the game and you can just scroll down through all this stuff and see all the different things that they're working on and then you've got like the next patch return to kara and you've got all this new stuff they put in and all the balance changes and all this stuff. And then you go to the next patch and you go all these things they've added in the new time walking and all this crazy stuff. It keeps going and going and going and going. They have the new patch. Like 7.2 is the recent one. And we have 7, you know, 2.5 on the horizon. All this stuff. And for for players that that understand like that not all this stuff even applies to you or that you have to even dive into it at all, it can be definitely overwhelming because it adds so many things. But like when the pet battle dungeon came in, for example, I was like, okay. I don't, you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't add to my list of stuff to do, right? So, but it, in the flip side, I have just made, because I haven't had a character that's only for, like, only a healer. So I made a Mystery for Monk. I want to see what all the, the anti-hype is about, about, why they're so terrible. And I play melee, so it's like a melee healer. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Hitting 110 right now on a fresh character is definitely overwhelming. You get yeah. so many breadcrumbs, which is great. And the other, ver of course, then it, it's terrible for players like you know, like if your brother, if I want to pick on him, but that that's so much stuff. You get the Suramar campaign, you get your artifact campaign, you have your class order hall campaign, you have the Broken Shore campaign, you have the Illidan campaign that pops up. You have just world quest. All of a sudden, pff, the map explodes. You're still probably questing, getting the pillars of creation. There are so many things that just all of a yeah. sudden bombard you with. And it's strange even for experienced people. Once you hit 110, so many things appear on your screen at once, and you're yeah. trying, and I know what they are, so I'm trying to organize what I want and don't want. Mm -hmm. And trying to think of somebody who's hitting 110 for the first time, and then suddenly it just goes, <laughs> okay, here's yeah. loads of things. You have to go see Kaka like multiple times. He's going to then teleport you off to an island where you have to follow some ghost guy. Then he's going to give you some whistle. Then you're going to have to sort out these drug addicts. And then you're going to have to go and maybe start doing world quests because all this really high level gear compared to what you've got has just suddenly appeared on your map. Um, it's very, you know, do you still get that though? Do you have to do it on one character first? Do you have to be. What? Get what? You just have to be friendly now, don't you? For which? To get all the world quests. Oh, world quests are once you have like one character that has the unlock, all they your characters are yeah. your account. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm get... trying to think of a brand new player. What is? I'm not oh, sure what happens to brand new players. I think it's definitely going to be friendly with all the the, the uh, factions. I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it is. Because he used to be yeah, like. It honored. can be very overwhelming. Yeah. I see where he's coming from, especially as he's got so much experience. He kind of understands. He's um, if a player used to log in and say, "I'm going to do some BGs tonight." It's actually reasonably difficult to do that now if you're logging in. It's like, well, I, I, I usually yeah. I'd log in, I'd do some BGs. But now it's like, well, I've kind of got to do my emissaries first, and then I kind of need to check this, and need to maybe go down to the broker show because they give really high legendary chances. Mm -hmm. Then I can go and start maybe doing my... And now I'm out of time. And now I've got to log off. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If you're thinking yeah, about yeah. you just finished work, you've had dinner, you might have kids or whatever, and then you're getting a couple of hours at night. There's When you log in, there's lots and lots of things to do. And that's why I think Legion maybe is off-putting for those kind of guys. Oh, that's certainly what I've heard from people in that position. There's something... I mean, that's that's sort of the next, like, two points that we had here, is that it's the expansion of stuff not included in patch notes, and then versus the expansion of Blizzard trying new things out. 
So it's even the things that we can't even keep up with happen, right? Like we had the world scaling you had nudged to earlier. We had the dungeon changes. We had all the trinket hotfixes. But then it's all like the new legendaries, world quest, AP grind, artifact stuff, the class halls, the new mage tower challenges. All these little things keep coming in that are like, okay, they're changing. They're, they're trying things out. But then at the same time, they're also, if you're a player that doesn't keep up with that, it definitely can really overwhelm your your time to play the game if you don't play I definitely it. don't think if I did this as a job and I can afford to do stream days where I can get a lot of stuff done in WoW, I don't mm -hmm. think I'd be able to keep up with what mm -hmm. I want to do in the game. I'm not sure I'd be playing Legion right now if it wasn't for the opportunity granted me by the job. Um, I don't think I'd be able to keep up with what my teammates are doing. I think it'd be too much if I was trying to squeeze everything into an hour or so at night. I, don't, I mean, including Mythic Plus, you got to throw in there. If you want to yeah. raid, you know, these are all the things you should be doing. Um, I've thought about this a few times. I don't think I'd be able to play in Legion. I really don't. Not that I wouldn't play WoW, but I wouldn't be able to do what I really love. Uh, I'd be able to play casually, sure, but I wouldn't be able to keep up with what I actually wanted to do. Because the ch checklist per week of things to do is really big. But again, we're comparing that back to Worlds of Draenor, where two weeks in, I logged in, and I was like, there's nothing for me to do right now. I can log out safely, play alts, do whatever. Um, so we definitely swung the other way. But for the most part, I, uh, no big complaints whatsoever. Yeah, we're in a weird, a weird little piece of time right now in the game, where depending on what you do in, in the, the overall scope, if you're raiding or not, like, right, like, you know, preaching in the same, you know, boat right now, we've got Gul'dan down, we've got him on farm, Nighthold and progression as a whole is finally done eight months later. And we have like about a month before it kicks back off again. Mm -hmm. So it feels different for us that players that are like sort of always on the treadmill and never really catching up. So I wonder if that's just only going to grow. Because that, this is a comment I had. I had this in the second half of the show, but I guess I can really, this kind of fits here now, is the recent Blizzard earnings call where they noted that Legion is only performing slightly ahead is the actual comment. Slightly ahead of okay. Warlords. But is that... Warlords when? Well, mm, well yeah. <laughs> mm. So that rang really awkwardly to me because only slightly ahead is strange because from most of our point of views, at least from mine, the game is so much better than Warlords. So it has so much more things that actually make people want and enjoy the game. But then as we've just been talking about for the last five minutes or so, it also can feel very oppressive to just let new players play the game or returning players yeah i think there's a um i think that's a huge element that they've they're going to struggle uh try and fix next expansion is because we actually talked last night about the fact this list is only going to get longer right if they keep the way ap and gearing especially titan forging works right now if it stays the same and they don't do a cutoff like you suggested then we might be in a scenario where emerald nightmares potentially dropping exceedingly high level loot if you go back even when we're at Argus. So I'm genuinely hoping and praying that they do some sort of cutoff there to alleviate that. Otherwise, the list of things you might want to do to make your character the best, as each new patch comes out, is only growing, and it's already very large. And that is something I'm genuinely keeping an eye on just to see how they're going to tackle that issue, because we've got two more raids coming at least. Mm -hmm. That's two new tiers of content. That's two more item-level increases. And what we what is our list of weekly activity in game going to look like at that end? And how is that going to affect players who are just like, this is too much. I just 
I can't, you know, you're asking too much of me, and the game could definitely do that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, from from then your perspective, then Ghost, like, like, what do you? Because you don't do like you're not really like preacher, and I do. So, what is that? How does that impact your side of things? It's definitely a novel question too. But I mean, more power to the little guy because he just got his lightning Ashbringer, which is that's nice. not a thing many people get. <laughs> so. Nice. Uh, to be honest, it doesn't impact me that much because I think the struggle that a lot of people are having and a lot of people may be disheartened with the game is it all comes down... I mean, this is obviously I can only expect, say, from personal experience, it all comes down to raiding because whereas I'm not tied to keeping a specific, like, benchmark for my characters now, I'm doing things at my own, like, pace. The only thing that, like, like what um, what Mike said earlier is, like, about going back to old raids, that it was actually today when I logged in on my rogue just to do his emissaries, and I went into my order hall and checked the board, is I was still getting um, quests there for um, bosses in Emerald Nightmare. You know, like, you get the raid boss drop yeah. for a piece of raid. But... It's obviously it's giving me like the night hold ones now as well. So if it's giving me those old ones as well, uh, I get I get it. I get it. Maybe they're just there for the people who don't have access to the night hold. But for me personally, it's I'm I'm fine with it. Like I get it that you get overwhelmed with the the amount of stuff that's in the game. But that's the freedom of it. Is those people that come home and it's just like everything just goes boosh when you cap. Is you'll see the emissaries and then you can just like you can just chip a bit off of the world map or the world quests. Not the world quest, sorry. The actual zone quest, if you wanted to do them, but they're obviously optional as well. So, for me, I'm I'm steady at it. Like I'll go home at night. Like even tonight, I'll go back for a few hours, and I'll literally just do whatever comes to mind. Like the guys in the guild, just do I do some mythics? Yeah, we'll do some mythics. Should we just get a raid together? Yeah, we'll get. It's it's. <laughs> I keep saying this word, and, I, and I'm sorry, but as a, from a casual side of it, it's great. It's great as long as you get in that mindset that you shouldn't be overwhelmed because nothing's got a time limit apart from your emissaries. Nothing's got a time limit. So. Do what you want to do, basically. That's the main thing is. And I think that's the big thing that speaks to a lot of players. That's a, that's a great little end point there, because I was going to go through that over the course of all of these patches we've had, since the beginning of the game, like we have the new Transmog collection system. We, of course, have the new Dungeons and Raids. We have the, yep. the Order Hall system. We have Karazhan coming back. We had the... If you haven't done now like on a new character i'm actually really looking forward to gearing up my mistweaver probably just going brewmaster to make it a little more easy but then doing the entire suramar campaign in like one go because that's some of the best storytelling and quests in there i think blizzard's ever created and having the whole thing in one continuous motion is probably going to feel really great because before when you're on your main you get like the certain points and they have to wait for the next week to reset over and mm -hmm. next week to set reset over so there's that there's you know, all the new world quests that they're adding, you know, be it as it may. Some people really enjoy that micro, you know, jump in, jump out kind of stuff. There's, you know, the different time walking editions. We have Mop back in the mix, which some of you may still have a sore spot for. But I know when I went back to Mr. Pandaria land on my monk to, like, do the class campaign, I was like, man. <sighs> now, the demons are over there because part of the whole campaign. But, like, you see, like, how much more lively the world is. Because back on the Broken Shore, everything is just so dreary and dull. And, you know, a little bit of that... At now yeah. and then. But Brawler's Guild is back. Micro Holidays. Who, how many of you in chat rolled the blimps? Oh, the, not the blimps. The um, the hot air mm. balloons. Hot air balloons. Yeah, I did. You, did you really? game one. <laughs> yeah. Every zone that I went in, I was a sucker just sat there queuing. And there'd be one guy next to me like waiting for a bus. Just like... So there's... Been along? <laughs> 
there's just so many little things to, to do. I guess I'll just move over all of that and we'll just jump to 7.2. The Spring okay. Balloon Festival. Yeah, so good. We had Guard Day <laughs> recently too. I mean, those are all these little things. But then I guess let's get a little more serious. So patch 7.2, which is called the Tomb of Sargeras. But, yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> called the Tomb of Sargeras, but the Nighthold opens up in the patch, because, you know, reasons. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I think it was a great idea. It was Once they realized they could hold back the raid, we'll yeah. release it when it's the appropriate time. Thank you. You don't need to rush it out. Yep, and we're sitting in that point right now where we're getting... We're actually giving it to him, Sergey. It's probably mid to late June. That's what mm -hmm. Ian said recently, which is great. That's fine, right? It's not because I have a live show and there's people who need to be there. Oh, mm. <laughs> not good enough, mate. We've, we've got a show and uh, Blizzard's interrupting it. He stiffed us. Stiffed no. us, Blizzard. Well, obviously. I just got a phone call. I just appreciate being asked. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's a new community manager that communicates with just content creators, so you should get on the phone to Jay. Uh, and then talk to him, or on the email train to him. So I got on the phone to him. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but with that, we got flying. Do you guys have any comments about flying? How deep down the rabbit hole do we want to go? I mean, I think um, it was. I think it was. I fine. think we summed it up quite nicely without doing a twenty-five minute discussion on it. Is I wish they would embrace it <laughs> rather than stop treating as baggage. Hmm. That they can't get, that they're trying to get rid of, and the community won't let them. Uh, we called it one of the top regrets Blizzard has of uh, yeah. Blizzard introducing flying, because at the, when they introduced it, they also fixed the reason to need flying, uh, which was that the flight points were terrible in vanilla. But now flying's staying; it's here forever, and it's great. I absolutely love flying in Legion. It really made a big difference to my gameplay. Mm -hmm. I just wish they'd embrace it and do something awesome, like, like say, okay, flying's in here. Let's make it cool, like the Storm Peaks, and like we had with Ice Crown, like they did uh, with, with TPC. It was a big reward. Instead of like, okay, we'll give it you at some point, but please explore our world. It's like at this point, it doesn't matter. The players want it, so make it cool. Yeah, embrace that it's going to be there. That's all I ask with flying. Instead of having, I don't think the Pathfinder thing is interesting or fun. It's like another check mark. Like, okay, we did it. Um, I've never been a big fan of Blizzard trying to force people to do content they might not enjoy like grinding reps. Some people don't like world quests, but they have to if they want to get flying. And it's like, eh, just let them have it. What is the problem if people get flying? Yeah. And let's just make it cool. Do something cool with it. Make flyable, accessible only areas that are awesome. <laughs> they could even do that to solve the world scaling issue by making areas that are notably much, much harder, mm. but only accessible by flying. What's wrong with that idea? Why can't we do something like that? And then we don't have this problem that the whole world becomes garbage midway through the expansion because everyone's one-shotting everything. That was That's all that, I want. For I, I, I think I've brought that up many times on the show before, is that I don't know why they don't have things that would be an actual reward slash incentive, depending on how you look at it, for those that do unlock it. Now, right, overall right now, it's just like ease of use, right? Flying between world quests or flying around your invasions... Like, it, it saves you time because you don't have to worry about, you know, whistling, load screen, mm -hmm. flight point, off flight point, mount. There you go. Right? You just fly, ping, 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 you just play ping pong, you're good, go. But there's nothing in the game that is for people that have gone the extra step to, to get that point anymore. It's just, like you said, it's just baggage. It just eventually happens and there it is. Yep. 
<laughs> it doesn't even seem to make sense why we get it for what we do. Yeah. Now you can fly. Okay. <laughs> why? <laughs> why exactly is that? I think they don't want to like segregate the game in that regard, but they're already artificially doing that because there are people that are even in chat that are just like, you know, I preferred Legion before flying, or I don't even have flying yet. MMO Champion did the poll recently where they look at like almost two million armory pages, and there's still a huge percentage of people that don't have flying unlocked, like months later. Which... That's, if, for the people that complain about flying, though, that can't be an excuse. It's like, well, I've not got flying yet, They're like, this is BS, because I got flying at a point where I could only play on Warcraft, like, literally an hour after work, an hour before work, and I got flying super easy. Yeah. So, the, the requirement to get flying now is nothing. So, the people that don't have it, then are just not directly aiming to have flying they're just doing it maybe as like a, a sidetracking to their journey so to speak so right but yeah I'm, I'm happy i've got it now damn right i've got it now especially like for it it, it makes um you know leveling alts a little easier getting mm. from a to b as soon as you from uh, 100 to 110 literally using that flying capability from the one character that got it to level up quicker as well so yeah no excuse mate i think the next thing that i i were really excited about i think anyone Love this. Yeah, we got Karazhan back, which technically counts as a new dungeon because it mm -hmm. is, like, half of it is new, and of course, over the course of if you haven't done Kara yet, which there are people out there that probably still haven't done it, it's heroic now. The two halves of it do kind of spoil the feel because one continuous dungeon run is much more enjoyable than, like, the half and half nature. Yeah, I particularly dislike the half and half. Beautiful, yeah. The yeah. whole journey is a package. It should oh. never have been split just to accommodate for people who can't raid it. Oh, no, who can't go into a mythic. I think that's yeah. an excuse, because that place is beautiful. Should not be split. Oh, it's absolutely I think it's fantastic. Um, I think they left it long enough for people to try it out on mythic. They left it months, pretty much. Yeah. And if you hadn't done it by then, then you were never going to do it, pretty, you know, unless it was a completely random accident. They left it for a really long time. But I do not think it works well in two parts. I agree with what Bay's saying there. Mm. In two parts it feels really awkward and not like a complete journey uh, to a to an actual conclusion point because it's not. Um, but in terms of it actually being split and going into heroic, I'm fine with that. I really have no issue with that at all. If you wanted to try it on its original difficulty, you can still do that. Mythic Plus? I'm not a fan of either of the Karazans on Mythic Plus, but I still think Karazan as a whole is the, one of the best dungeons they've ever created. Yeah, there's some still some some awkward scaling feels like teaming lower Kara just it's a dead key. That's <laughs> so bad. Why there are triple blueberry packs is the worst, but it obviously is challenging, right? And it feels cool to have that in the rotation and keep spicing that dungeon pool up because the last two expansions we just sat through they never added more dungeons, and then the next point on that was we just got Cathedral of Eternal Night, so we just we got a major content patch. That brought in a new dungeon. When was the last time we had that? It was Cataclysm, right? Well, they said they didn't like it because it made all the other dungeons irrelevant, which obviously they fixed Back this the time day. with the Mythic Plus system. Yeah. yeah that, and that was a totally justifiable reason. It's like every time we released like Zulaman and ZG, it made everything, every other dungeon, which there was like six or seven at the time, completely yeah. irrelevant. Hmm. People didn't want to go there. And then they did the ICC ones. And the same again, those three dungeons just were so much superior for every reason. To, than the others, they wrecked the rest of the game. And the new system makes that great. We have a far larger Mythic Plus pool now. Mm -hmm. Not ideal in some cases, but we got three new Mythic Plus dungeons to put into the pool, and they, they've solved that, so they can make new dungeons without wrecking the old ones. 
Because right. we're still doing Neltharian's Lair and Halls of Valor uh, and all those. And even, well, Mora's Souls, nobody wants to do anymore, which is nope. kind of ironic. But <laughs> <laughs> this is a really nice fun iron irony. But they fixed that. And now they can go down this road. Which, again, this new system of the world quest, while it has the, uh, the world scaling, mm. it has its downsides. But they're not as big as the solutions it's brought in and the cool stuff. Yeah, and that's, and that's the weird part, because there are these, as we kind of went over earlier, and there are some more to go through, which we're about to jump in, is that there are these sticking points that people really, and it's human nature, to latch on to bad things, but really, like, so much of Legion is painted way more better than the previous ones. Like, they've learned from so much, they've tried out new things, they're pushing the envelope, and we'll go into the future, what we think is going to happen, and make our predictions there, but the Nighthold Raid unlocked in this recent patch basically purple black temple um 10 bosses and it was it was pretty balanced yeah it was i love the night hold i still think it's a great raid except the mythic version <laughs> <laughs> except the mythic version but normal and heroic um i absolutely love it i love the feel of the place i love the boss designs i think they're very cool i think the balancing and linear difficulty increase is really noticeable you can know in heroic you know in heroic when you hit botanist Things are taking a turn up. Right. And then Heroic Gul'dan is still very tough for a lot of guilds. We're still seeing people progressing and getting Heroic Gul'dan kills and being extremely happy with that. And that's fantastic to see. So long after Nighthold's come out is that Heroic is still something people are achieving. So from that perspective, it's great. I only have issues with the Mythic side. But in terms of Nighthold as a whole, love it. Yeah, well, I want to bring up that as sort of a counterpoint to where and what I hope is cleansed from the next raid opening up with Tomb of Sargeras in the next couple of weeks here, about a month or so, is the balancing issue we had for the mythic side. And because I keep up with the raid race, right? Like, I always interview the top guilds. Like, all the past interviews yep. with Method and Exorcist are right here on the channel guide or on my YouTube channel. You can go back and... Those are interesting to listen to now if you haven't checked out and to hear what they have talked about as, like, their struggles and problems that they've had in each of those three. And, well, I'm, I'm really curious who takes the cup in, in Tomb of Sargeras to see what that has changed to because it was I think it was Ian Watcher came out and said that only after Star Augur so you think Star Augur Elisand and Mythic Gul'dan don't say it man were made and balanced for the 20 Paragon artifact trait and I don't think I've ever felt lied to as much as then in Legion as a Mythic Raider I just it was a guafa moment What's a guaffa? It's a big yeah. laugh. <laughs> a big oh, laugh. Okay. A guaffa. <laughs> oh, no, you gotta say it. No. You gotta say guaffa. Yeah, exactly. Such an elitist thing to say. I don't. Oh, right. I, I, where, like, where did this happen? Obviously, it went wrong because how easy nightmare was, how not easy TOV was, but mm -hmm. Helio was super exploitable. So they just had to, like, crank everything up to 13 in the Nighthold after the first three bosses. Um, I think balancing was the big big thing. Because I would... Can you imagine trying to balance the game with all the different factors right now? And they did... A, with classes, they got pretty bang on for the most part. Um, and also people disagree with that. But the numbers don't lie. Is that They got it pretty bang on for a lot of, a lot of classes. And the vast majority of classes were extremely close in overall performance. Uh, and then you had to throw AP in there. 
they said to us again that they weren't expecting people to farm AP as hard as they did, and I I don't believe that. I think that's a I think that's another scam because um, historically we farmed excessively every time something like this. You put a carrot yeah. on a stick, we're going to chase it. Um, but in terms of it only being Starbro tuned that way. Was it, so we're saying it was tuned for two healers? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're genuinely saying? <laughs> so yeah. it was tuned that way? Because I'm not buying it, unfortunately, no. And based on nearly everybody's kill time of the first Croesus kill, no, unless we're all terrible. Mm-hmm. Every every guild that's gone into Mythic and killed the bosses is, is actually terrible. I don't and I couldn't buy it at all. Um But did they tune it lower and we would have cleaned through the Nighthold so so quickly, right? What decision would you have made if you're in Blizzard shoes is you see all these raiders are about to get the maximum paragon traits. Right. And they're gonna do all this extra damage. So do you tune around them not having that? Because then the bosses just fall over. Mm-hmm. You can afford many deaths. You can afford all these things. So I don't blame them for what they're doing. But again, I don't agree with that comment. It was a weird time that, like, that few week period where you skipped Spellblade and you went to Botanist and cheesed it with Brewmasters or Guardians, or you went to Croesus and just hoped your raid soaked really well so that you could just tunnel the boss. I and... was really good at it, I heard. <sighs> <laughs> we wiped on Croesus three times on our, our recent farm night, and we took longer. Oh, we wiped on, on Triliax last week. Uh, Excuse I don't know how me. Glad you were at that. Uh, yo, you heard me right. I'll <laughs> to the bus. I mean, not eating cake happens, and you already blows up. I get it. It totally happens. Yeah, but yeah. the logs though, bro. Oh yeah, my, my purse. <laughs> but my purse though. I had a really good pull. I couldn't do the mechanics. My pull's too good. I had icy veins up for three minutes until I could click it again. Well, it's making casual. fun of you. That's oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah. So, I just hope that doesn't happen in Tomb. A, they cut off a boss. There's only nine. B, Concordance of Legion Fall is nowhere near as powerful as a flat fifteen percent damage and health. We still have that now, but now they can balance for it. So, because Concordance is just a weapon enchant. People are freaking out about how powerful Concordance of Legion Fall is. It's a weapon enchant. How powerful yeah. are those for you? Past expansions. Less than 2% of your damage? Yeah. So. Yeah, I have way less incentive for concordance. Mm-hmm. Way less. Way, way less. Almost laughably so. I've been, and I, that's a good thing. I don't want it to be important so we don't run into this Nighthold issue again. But saying that, it, we should have had a much more linear increase than we did. Instead of what we know happened is 2,000 guilds got stuck at 3 out of 10. Yep. Which is, that's the biggest raid wall I think has ever existed, besides broken bosses, where 2,000 guilds literally crashed into this wall that they could not climb over. And they left it there. They didn't do anything about it. They didn't nerf the bosses. They didn't change them. And all these guilds were smashing and smashing into it. Um, And they left it there for a few weeks, I think, like that, before they did something about it to maybe say this is a problem. Um that's a pretty severe spike. The Triliax to everything after its spike is insane. And if they just you know, staggered it a little bit, I would expect it to hit Starbro appropriately. Mm-hmm. So everything in between, so your Botanist and your Tychondrius and all that was a little bit smoother, then we wouldn't have had this conversation. We wouldn't have been in this situation where guilds were dying left and right because they just could not climb over this wall. And as we know, I think you said you'd lost nine raiders through Nighthold. Yes, we lost nine. I look back at my Mythic wow. Scorperon first kill. Nine people in that kill video are no longer with us anymore. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's horrible. I mean, a lot of those yeah. are cool friends, right? And mm-hmm. but you can't blame them for running into this wall. And that happened widespread. And we know many, many guilds that collapsed in the Nighthold. And I think it was just that one mistake of not touch rebalancing or Spellblade into Crosus into Psychondrius into Botanist. Then Starbro was when it was like, okay, this is you. You should be ready by now for what we're about to throw at you. Because the last I, I, I actually put Gul'dan as not being is a different style of boss, which we've talked at length about than the Elisand and Starbro. Uh, that would have been fine. I think I would have actually approached those boss, bosses with a better mindset if that linear curve would have existed. Much, and, much smoother. And that comes up, it, it wasn't just to impact this point, it wasn't just 2,000 guilds are so stuck on that wall of 3 of 10. Because that wall of 3 of 10, you open the non-linear portion of Nighthold up and there are five bosses ahead of you. And you're stuck on any of that next ones. You have the yeah. super DPS check one. You have the super DPS check one that had incredible, like, oh, you're dead, like in Star Augur. You had the boss that you could cheese earlier on with Guardian Druids and Brewmaster Monks. But if you didn't have those on Botanist, then you had to really nail, you know, you know freaking teeth of the grindstone on phase three of Botanist. You were like, well, can we heal our tank for 30 stacks? Nope. We're, oh, we might. Hmm. Yeah, all these these moments that just like really were felt punishing, not from like a, a raid mechanic. It was just like the whole balancing of the game where the numbers you just can't, you know. It, it's ugh. but then Mythic Gul'dan existed. Yeah, and completely blew me away. And there are people in this chat right now. I got uh, um, as I mentioned. We killed Elisand and then moved on to Mythic Gul'dan. And, and I, I'm not going to lie because I, I, I don't re- research any of the bosses before we pull them. Mm-hmm. From normal all the way to Mythic, I don't want to know anything about it. I want to see it for the first time. I don't know what's in Tomb of Sergrass besides Kill Jaden. And we got to Mythic Gul'dan and I was kind of dreading it. And there have been rumors that I, because I play a mage, there was a specific job I had. Um, I knew that the Demon Within phase existed because it was almost impossible to avoid that information. And within the first night, whispers started coming to me from individuals throughout our raid. And the first one was like, I think we're going to kill this before we killed Elisand. And I was like, I think so as well, because this is a different type of raid boss where we could actually, as a guild, work out how we wanted to tackle it. And that was so refreshing. That was so, so refreshing. It's like, well, why did we try this? What about if we do this, this, and this, and we could mix it all around? Um, and throughout that, we progressed it so much faster and we was having so much more fun because of that approach instead of it being hit these checkpoints consistently throughout the boss or you're not going to make it start again and those checkpoints start when's the first rings on Elisand? it's about 20 seconds in or something like that maybe uh, yeah less. really soon after because you pull you hero you get about half your heroism and then the rings start so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so th- considering that approach changed that was big fun for me sorry mate i just fucking around with it my boy. And that's my thoughts on Mythic Gul'dan. <laughs> well, that's all your thoughts, though. Oh, that's all of them. Yeah, it, it's... I brought it up... I was bringing it up as B-roll real quick as chat freaks out. Is that there was something incredibly refreshing about an encounter that... There were checks, so there were moments where you had to, like, you, you could do the slow push in phase one, or do you hear The self-design two, checks, or, though, Bay. Right, exactly. You chose those checks. Right, exactly. That was what was great about it. Yes. You had to you you chose how you wanted to push the phase. The only like actual hard check I think in the whole fight is the phase two transition to phase three to make sure you don't push in before the RP and you want to make sure that happens. So you actually kill off Gul Daniel 
before Illidan spawns. That's the mm -hmm. only one that's like, we need to make this happen. And so, you can choose when that happens as well. It's like, do we tackle double eyes here? Do we, I mean, right. then we build a strategy about how we deal with that. And once you yeah. build that strategy, it's actually super manageable. And that's why we're in the position now where we are far more likely, and I think you're in the same boat, to wipe on Elisandar Star Augur than you are Mythic Gul'dan. And that's because Mythic Gul'dan is a fight that you learn and can adapt to on the fly and you can change what's happening. Grand Conjunction, very difficult to adapt on the fly to a Grand Conjunction or, you know, someone gets hit by a ring or whatever, even though they've nerfed them. I think it's still pretty close to a one-shot. Almost there, slightly less. That's like three million damage. So if you actually mm. run right through it because they only tick every second, you'll take one tick and not die because we have like four million HP now. But yeah, if you clip it the wrong way, or she does her little AoE blast, and then you clip the ring, you're still dead. Yeah. But, but yeah, with, with Gul'dan, which felt so refreshing, which I, I, I admit on the same side, on our repeat clear this week, we crushed Mythic Gul'dan. It was so much clearer than my kill video footage you're seeing right here to my, to, to my left. But we took an hour and a half on Elisand. Yep. And she's nerfed again, and it's yeah, just... and that screwed us up though, because nobody mm. knew the timings anymore. We walked into the nerfed Alessand, and it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was... I don't know where I'm supposed to be now because yeah. she's transitioning too quickly. It's it's crazy for me. But there was something incredibly telling about the design, and we go into this a whole lot more when we started just waxing about it in the BTS podcast. So go check that out on Patreon. But <laughs> it's uh. It was so much of a different encounter to that you felt like everything was in your control way more than the previous fights. And you almost, like a lot of the times when you wiped on, on Illidan, like in the Illidan phase that you're seeing right now, it was your fault. Yep. Like Illidan didn't kill you. It was you didn't clear your tank or you didn't have the night orb done at the right time or you didn't charge the orbs to stun the, uh, the vision of the Titan, the Dark Titan. So it was all these little things that it was your fault. And that's so much It doesn't different. feel like it was designed by the same team. Yeah. And a lot of people uh, won't get that. I, I understand that. If you know, you, When you get a feel for the boss designers. And Mythic Gul'dan feels completely out of place in the Nighthold. But it's wonderful. I absolutely love the fight. No, yeah. It was, it was really, really good. I don't know. I, I was trying to swing this around to think like, well, what's my favorite bosses so far now? Because every time you add a full, a full tier and admittedly like... Emerald Nightmare and TOV are basically Legion Tier 0, and now we have Legion Tier 1 being all of Nighthold, but you can kind of say it's all one 20-man experience, right? Yeah. 20-boss experience, rather. And I don't know, because we have such fond memories of Heroic Leishen. Such a good fight. We have a ton of memories of Sinestra that were fantastic. <laughs> Even all yeah, we were talking about um, the tomb. I guess tomb's yeah. coming up later, right? Uh, I would, uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, do, where do you put Mythical Dan on, like, your overall, like, oh, favorite bosses uh, right Overall, now? yeah. He, he so might far. get into the top 10. Hmm. He might get into the top 10. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. He'd probably scrape into the top 10. But there have been some. Amazing raid bosses. That's very <laughs> true. Things. I mean, it's it's hard to beat Kale Pass. It's hard to be. Yeah. It's hard to not to compare something to 
you'd be 15 minutes or whatever into that fight and then suddenly the glass is shattering it's falling to the floor he's mm-hmm. become enormous he's raising up into the sky you're all floating i mean that fight takes you on so you've had legendaries throughout that fight mm-hmm. there's so many things happening there that it's hard to get over that and then you've got sinestra as well where we you know only real nerdy reasons why that fight's incredible but it is incredible yep yeah, he's in, he's 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 up there. He's uh, you know it was. I'm more fond of that fight because of everything else we've done before, right? And if, if we're putting it side by side with everything else in the Nighthold Mythic, it stands out by leaps and bounds. Oh, as yeah. being just in, an incredible encounter in there, uh, in an overall weak rating expansion, I'd say. Like before that, my favorite boss was actually pre-nerf Mythic Guam. That was my favorite boss you in Legion so far. About that. Yeah. Yeah, like pre-nerf Mythic Guam, I loved that fight. And I said that in a video, and they nerfed it the next day <laughs> and ruined it. So it was nothing like what we'd faced before. It was very much of a fight that was obviously like one of those patchworky DPS checks, but had very serious, you must handle this type of mechanic, or stuff starts going downhill. And if you keep messing that up, then you're just done. But it was all very yeah. much in your your hands. A little bit too awkward sometimes with where the where the licks and then where he would debuff people because you might get like licked and then you're frozen and you get a spell but then the spell's in the wrong color and you kill someone else like but yeah all manageable yeah i like the idea of the patchwork but with huge more movement needed Hmm. which we often haven't needed like patchwork has always been all the patchwork style even the butcher there's not huge movement there right right? it's just been like go 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 and that's the challenge and if you're decent at the game as most you know the mythic raiders tend to be that's not a challenge to do the most damage you can do we do that every single boss regardless, right? I've never really found that as an, uh, a really exciting moment. It's like, this is just a DPS race because which boss isn't? Who's not doing, you know, are we doing bad rotations all the rest of the time? Do you see where I'm coming from? It's like, we're not trying to do less damage on other bosses. We're always trying to maximize our output. So from that perspective, it tends to come down to either gear or, you know, did did we manage the, the minor mechanic correctly? Whereas right. Guam was, you need to do this huge DPS. But you also have to manage all this other stuff. And they successfully put in a very stressful healer situation, which I don't think they effectively did on the other bosses. Like, Patchwork didn't really have that. The Butcher was like spam heal at the end. But the dispelling, especially after second breath, where you, you know, it was very, very last second dispels, that added a lot of stress for the healers to cope with at the same time as everyone else in the fight. So, for that, I, that's why I really enjoy Guam. It had these twists on it. I see you've changed your, your hat, Andy. Are you just... Uh... <laughs> it's the hat change portion. Uh, it's the hat change portion of the show. I didn't realize. <laughs> it's time for a hat change. Oh, you cut me in. I've just caught with a stream now. <laughs> it was and you ruined it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going cool. I was like, what does he do? Oh. You wanted to suddenly just... Ah, I see. I see. We ruined it. This is this is my input a while, mate. I mean, that is... <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. That is true. I mean, I had a systems versus content tag on here, like the quote unquote. Oh, was that the Mr. Bellula, was it? The stuff to do, yeah. Because, but I, I, I wanted a tag with. I'll push this till after the mid-show break here, so I don't want to go too much longer on this section, because we have another like hot topic to go over. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute and move over here and plug some things to cut the show in half, sort of right here in the middle-ish. And say again, first off, thank you to the assistant producers on the show. Depending on when you watch the show, that's why I want to shout these amazing and terrible, just super gracious nerds and very generous with their support over the last, like, a year. But 
for but for Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, Dalthier, and now Tachinori, thank you very much for the support on on Patreon. So again, links are right down below the stream. If you want more of this show's prep, it's right there on the page. Of course, if you want to support the show in a more physical way, we do have the official Design by Humans official apparel store where I work with local artists and make like these little, little final bosses by Fabelina. We have the commemorative shirts that I put together for all the world first so far. Went a different direction with the Exorcist one with just like this really cool like Demon Within uh, blowing up Illidan's skull. Well, it's Gul'dan's skull, let's be real here, but Illidan behind it. And then they're all posted right up here. These go to support me and then for me to work with other artists to continue making apparel for you. And there's not more than this. There's like tank tops and baseball tees and hoodies and sweatshirts and phone cases, all, all the stuff over there. You can go check on that. You can also go, you know, over to this guy's Patreon page. I don't know who this guy is. This guy named Preach. It's like a little, what is this crazy Ewok looking thing? I, I, I know it's not an Ewok. I'm just joking. But yeah, you can go check out his Patreon page too. And, and keep these nerds creating things that you like. My YouTube channel, of course, link down below where you can find all the kill videos, all the past shows, and the side content. All of the past shows are always linked in a year worth of a sort of a series. So all the ones for 2017 so far are linked right down there. You can keep going and going and back. And then, of course, if you want to go even farther back, which is, you know, up to you, there is our shows that go back to 2015. There is the... this... This show from BlizzCon 2015 that was... An interesting experience that if you you want, there was so much sexual tension in the room between Preach and Nabil on that one. Just go go check that out, and then of course Preach's YouTube channel, where you can go check out the all the archives for the Preach Gaming Preach and Ghosty show. It's definitely not rated PG though, everything else. But again, go check out this Legion rating reflections and discussion video where Preach goes through his side of everything for this entire expansion up to this point. So. On a side note, do you, else, mate. <laughs> Preach, are you going to be making like another one after the next raid too? And then sort of go from there yeah, on this? Yeah. A big problem I've had when doing the historical videos, like the legacies, is trying mm -hmm. to remember exactly oh. what the mindset was. So I almost, this is almost for me, is to remember exactly what I thought at the time without trying to scrape those memories back. I, it's because you have to like almost you can make Google documents for yourself technically at the time like make notes for yourself so you can look back months later because these <laughs> these raids take quite a while but that's that's enough for me the only thing I want to make sure you guys check out is there's the channel guide I've put together here that has all the links all the relevant discord links and my favorite and friends links on the side here I gotta add raid bots to this on the side because raid bots is a fantastic little gem that's been propping up recently but you can join all the different relevant discords here you can join mine you can input input on upcoming shows you get some extra special stuff down here there's a new website that actually wait let me pull that up if you don't know about this yet there's an add-on you can grab for these but in case you're leveling up new alts then you want to know when the next invasions are there's a website that's now, it's wow.gameinfo.io, and it's the invasion timer that links all the invasions. I use the crap of this leveling a new alt. So, you can check this out if you'd like to, but... <laughs> What's the giggles? Oh my god. <sighs> I wanted to talk about something serious, but obviously we're going to talk about that seriously epic fedora you have on there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, give 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 them the full camera view of that. Give that again. 
wait, wait, you gotta bring it in. It's just like <laughs> neck bit, bro. McCream pie. McCream pie. That's that's why he's on the show, by the way. That's that's why he's on the show. It's Banzito a boring. Wow. <laughs> Let's whip out our tallywhackers and have a laugh. Wow. <laughs> that's fair. Well, I this is that... it, mate. When you go casual, you go fun. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Casual's way more fun than what you realize, babe. That's true. I mean, hey, I mean, thought we were all casuals at this point right now, right? It took us like two months to clear ten bosses. <laughs> Terrible. <sighs> Terrible. I... Just, just the works. So we talked about a little bit of the guild attrition and perspective and losing raiders, but I think the the biggest problem that I wanted to, to, to pick on right here was, you've hinted at it a bit before, is the AP grind, which is not much of a grind anymore, and then the titan forging stuff. And we're yeah. about to hit this point where we're at 925, new raids coming out, Legos are going up to 970, but it looks like they're not going to put a cap on previous raid tier gear. Raid tier specifically, because obviously Mythic Plus has to keep scaling. So we're going to want to go back and farm those those juicy 960 plus BTIs? You're going to be thinking about it, right? You're going to be thinking about it. I just... I, I, I Like, uh, in the early game... Um, I did a, a project where I went and did Mythic Plus as a complete random for like one of each spec, so a tanking DPS right. and healer. So I took a character that nobody really knew the name of, like very rarely people would recognize it was me uh, on the character, so I could be a complete nobody in, in these dungeons. And the point was that I found was that the vast majority of people like to do easier content that gave three chests and they had a chance of an upgrade right. via the Titan Forging system. And that was a huge amount of people compared to everyone else you could think of, from people having terrible groups. I mean, most of my Mythic Pluses were successful no matter what I was doing. Running into these terrible groups rarely ever happened, honestly, especially in the 4-7 to seven bracket. This was before 15 became the upper one. And for a low, I, what I see is for huge amounts of players is the Warforged and Titan Forge system is fantastic. Like, they're still getting upgrades regularly from content that traditionally would never have given a piece of loot, and they're still getting that bonus. Um, what we're finding, though, at, at the other end is that, especially with tier sets, I think this is where it really hurts, is getting a base level item now is just horrible. And it feels so bad, especially when you convert, like you click that tier shoulders, and you're like, come on, because there's a high chance you're not going to get them next um, in favor of someone else. But if they continue to scale this up all the way to the past part of the game, I really wonder where that's going to leave us at the end. That's going to leave us very wonky. Especially yeah. as some of the... No, I mean, we're getting the Nighthold Trinkets nerfed. That's going to happen. So it incentivizes us to not go back and get the really powerful ones that are going to have the new version. And I assume that's part of it. They're going to leave it buffed up. And I know our Demon Hunters were really triggered because they were thinking they had to farm Mythic, Night Mythic Emerald Nightmare for the Ursoc Trinket to get a really high version of that because it was so good. I'll go through the relinquished person to get it. Mm -hmm. AP, I'm not too bothered about now. I think AP is working itself out with Concordance. And Concordance isn't powerful enough to, for really to be chasing. I don't think it is. Uh, it's certainly not for the level I play, and that's still very high compared to most people. It's not. Once you get Concordance, I, right now I just go into my other specs that I might play and have fun with and just do it there. I wouldn't be trying to get Concordance levels. 
and work that way. Uh, the, the gearing thing, I'm a little worried about how, from a personal perspective, if I could let it go like Andy does, whereas like, if I don't finish X piece of content this week, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who doesn't like that, I like to make sure I've ticked all my boxes at the end of the week. I really worry about what my list is going to look like in two months' time there's if they don't fix this system. There's just some of it that just feels gross because lots of little problems with this, right? Like they've 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 nailed the the the, the problem of the AP situation because eventually, like in a few more weeks, when we get enough artifact knowledge, like we're at what 35 now, it goes up to 50. Yep. So even getting to the one point in concordance that matters the most will be super easy, even on your alts. Right? Like, you, you make a new ult right now, you, you give them Artifact Knowledge 30, you've got a 36 weapon after two world quests. Like, it's just done. Yep. So that's that's been fixed, right? They've, they've worked on that, and that's okay. The, the big problem right now is the whole two-piece or four-piece tier 19 plus two-piece or four-piece tier 20. Then there's the, well, I need to get a super high-level version of only this trinket, and this is from this raid, or you brought up Havoc Demon Hunters. They still want the Dinner Bell, and that's from Kara, which now, of course, you could do Lower Kara Mythic, but that'll keep yep. going up, so now you're gonna get, like, a 950 version of that, hopefully, in your chest, or just running, you know, Lower Kara until your, your hands fall off. There's a cool way to incentivize and make the game feel like everywhere you go, you can get something, but at a point, it becomes very bad. Yeah, we're at a point where it's it's such a good transition because we went from linear, like 100% linear, mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. And then we ditched that in favor of permanently moving all the player base up to a cutoff point. So you were never getting too far ahead. No matter how, whatever content you did, you were always getting really far ahead. Then it was squashed right down. And now we're at a point where content is so relevant that everybody's doing different things to get the sort of the same results. Is it better? I think I think overall, I think for the vast majority of players, it is better. I think that guy who gets a 925 from LFR is just the happiest guy in the world. Sure. And that's what I think about is like those guys who do that. And while it might annoy us, we've got to always remember is like as Raiders were such a small part of the community, especially at the mythic end. It annoys me, but I, I actually think it should stay <laughs> because it affects so few people in a negative way compared to how positive it is for someone else. Someone manages to finally get into that Emerald Nightmare heroic pug, you know, enduring tomb that they've been trying to get in forever, but item level restrictions and blah, blah, blah is preventing them getting in there. And then they get something really nice out of it. I'm, I'm not bothered that that happens. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. But from a, a, a Raiders, I want to maximize my character. Is Withered Jim going to be my Ugh. nightmare? In six months' time, am I going to be staring down the throat of Withered Jim thinking it's me and you at this time and you're going to pay out? Well, there's, there's, a, there's a flip of this. I want to definitely get Andy's opinion on how gear feels for him, but you bring up Withered Jim and that isn't even the problem anymore. Mm. So you can you can farm lots and lots and lots of nether shards. And this has been one of those things that, that people sort of start figuring out before a new patch drops, right? And new new gear comes in, right? How to how to game this part of the system to my advantage. And there was the whole, like, say, they have emissary caches for when the new Legos came out. Or now it's get a thousand Legion Fall resources before the patch drops because the new legendaries that are coming in, you can just slam down ten boxes, have three emissary boxes ready to go. But the scary part about the Titan Forging system is just farm nether shards and never spend them and then relinquish token whatever you're fishing for when the eye level cap goes up and then just play the lottery yep 
And or that, go and gamble them all away. Go gamble them all away. Way better way of doing it. No. Mm. That has bit me in the ass so hard. I wasted 20k the other day like a total idiot. Ah, I got 8,000 the other day for 200 nether shards. That's nice. But there's (laughs) there's something about that system that definitely feels kind of toxic, though. And I I just don't know how how they can fix it. Because once the eye-level gear that you can just farm in the relinquished vendor, and it baselines 880, it can go all the way up to like 950, and it can happen. Towley just posted a picture of him getting like a 900 plus Arcano Crystal yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. it's very real. It definitely will happen. It's... I don't know if that's a good idea. They really should eye level cap that thing, though. It, <sighs> see, it comes down... I mean, I... See? For me, exactly. I don't... I couldn't care less what other people have or how they got it. Sure. I just do not care mm-hmm. at all it has no effect on what i want to do in any way shape or form um it only becomes a problem in my eyes if it's detrimental to what we're doing right i don't care how you got your stuff as long as what you're doing isn't like negatively or hurting what we're doing which is the argument we had with the legendary system i don't care if everybody gets a legendary right i do care though if it's actually hurting what we did i mean in the early part of legion it did the legendary situation really hurt and a lot of players who were just getting... Well, we know there was the four soft cap, which eventually was revealed. I mean, we had raiders actively re-rolling regularly after farming their heads off to get legendaries. Oh, it was awful. That happened. It was yeah. awful. It was absolutely terrible. And we knew something like that was going to happen. That's the only time I care. <laughs> Whether or not Tally or whoever gets a 920 Arcana Crystal, it doesn't personally bother me at all. Sure. I really... I, I just do not care uh, what other people's gear is... is. If they're going to farm all day for nether shards, go for it. Like, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to do that, maybe I would. It's it's up to you. I'd rather raid, uh, do good content, and raid with... The way I like to do it is just raid with viewers or raid with my guild. And I'm okay with that. I'm not, I don't farm Mythic Plus either. I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. I know I'll burn out and not like it. So I just avoid it. That's, always, that's my take on it. I just do not care what other people do to get their gear, as long as it isn't hurting the things I enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's how I look at it. And then, Ghosty, what is, how does gear as a huge component of how this whole expansion really feels? And at BlizzCon, when I talked to, at the time, um, I, I talked to a dev, and I was curious. Uh, I actually, I bumped into Ian, but I couldn't talk to him as much. But Run I talk- away from me. <laughs> I got a selfie with him. That's about as much time as I can get with Ian. But um, it was... They were their goal was to make it so that you didn't feel like you only had like one or two paths to progress your character, which they've obviously done in many other ways too. But obviously, this always gear comes as weird sticking points. I don't know what does that feel from your side of the game. Um, I like the fact that there's various outlets to get your gear, but you know, contrary to what you guys, in my opinion, I I was going to swear then I won't swear. I hate <laughs> Warforged and Titanforged. I really do. From my perspective, that system is only in-game to elongate its shelf life. You get a normal raid tier piece, even if it's mythic, you're going to be pissed off, right? Because you want a Warforged, you want a Titanforged. I hate that. I just hate that. For the, in terms of the iron levels picking up for these various outlets, I'm fine with that. Like Mike says, however you got your gear, that's fine. He enjoys it by doing raiding. People enjoy it farming crystals doing emissaries, doing their order hall like requirements through like doing a night hall pug or something like that. But 
that those two brackets, man, they what they just wind me up. I know for me, for me especially, is like when I was raiding on my rogue, the three teardrops that I got were all normal. Mm-hmm. None of them were warforged, none of them type voice, and I was seething, absolutely mm. seething. And knowing like like you, you touched on before, I'm now back of the queue for even getting an upgrade on those. But also in that level, like as tightly tuned as those later bosses are, that's a big percentage of me getting sat. You know? So like my overall thing is I love the way that I can get gear now because most of it is just getting it passively. Like if I have uh, missions on the uh, the Broken Shore, I'll do so many, even like with the little key bro, and I'll have enough to roll a piece or two, or if I get lucky with the boxes, roll a couple of those items and maybe get a decent piece from there. I'll even do my, uh, I'll do LFRs just for the chance of getting a legendary, but also obviously the order hall quest, which will open me a box, the weeklies, there's so many ways of getting it, and I love it, but my niggle is those two little words that associate with the item level. I hate it. That's my yeah. only thing. Yeah, and chat's talking about how, you know, obviously, you know, farming these kind of things and, and gambling is not the same as mythic raiding. And then the the big thorn in my side comes in, whereas, you know, we've done, and this happened to me. I have it on my armory right now. I have a 920 helm, tier helm, from normal Nighthold. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a 915 necklace from Heroic Xavius last week. That was an upgrade for me. Jeez. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it feels cool at the time, but then it just makes your brain think and, like, your guild, like, wonder and want to organize. And the top guilds right now do, like, Mythic EN, TOV, and Nighthold splits, and then Heroic splits to, like, maximize the nonsensical chance of that. Yep. And that just... Each tier should have a cap that they can't go over, so you're not getting mythic gear from LFR. Like, should it yep. not? Like, logically, it doesn't make any sense that you can get the best gear from playing the easiest content. Like, it, there should be a reward, but it shouldn't be. Like, we were killing mythic Gul'dan with mythic Gul'dan loot. Yep. The way I look at it is, I I mean, if, I, if in my ideal world it doesn't exist mm-hmm. at all. It doesn't exist. I'm very much a fan of... I don't like anything messing with the loot, especially when I'm raiding. When it was a case of, if I killed the hardest boss, and he actually dropped the thing I want, which has a relatively low chance, and it's also my turn to get it, that should be it. I have met every requirement required to get this thing. Um, But all I hear all day from everybody is gear is such a big deal, and I don't Mm. think it is. Uh, if it has a cap, I want it to be capped now as we move into Tomb, because for not just personal reasons, but it would get really silly if the easiest possible raid, I mean, how far does this go back? It does. Would Emerald Nightmare LFR potentially drop something as good as Tomb Mythic? Right. That scenario is getting way out of hand, if that's the case. Way, way out of hand. Mm-hmm. I don't see it having a negative impact on the game right now. It just feels silly, but is it actually causing a problem in the game? I'm not seeing it if it is. Maybe I don't play in those circles. But if it continues down this road to the point at the end of the expansion, it's hard not to look at it and say, this is a big mistake. This is, should not be happening. Right. Under any circumstances. There's there's just this icky sticky coming in. And I just don't... I think they have to put something in place. Because patch 725 is on the horizon. Probably within the next couple of weeks. Because we're going to get that and all the class balancing changes, and new legendaries, and trial of style, of course, really important, uh, before... It is. Yeah. 
You made two videos on it. It's definitely really important. It, it went viral around Blizzard. I'll have you know. Really? The yeah, the yeah, Death Guy cuts out. So they were like, "That was so awesome." <laughs> That's Even pretty Celestial great. Like DM'd me. It was like that was really good. That's so <laughs> terrible. It's great though. I will definitely yeah. try and style it up for sure. Mm -hmm. That's a made for streamers thing. You know it is. Oh, it feels like it was made for us specifically. Oh, well, like we had so much fun with it. Yeah, but. So, Dropping Before 2 with Sargeras opens. We're even getting new story stuff, which we can't test yet. We have the new Chromie scenario. I assume we're going to have, hopefully, some story bits with Anduin moving forward. We also have confirmed that there's the new Muradin stuff coming in that is, like, catching us up on, essentially, people are finding out it's, like, the next expansion, possibly, nonsense. It's a very old god tide. Um, Azeroth story coming in. So, I, if they make up for the of the Broken Shore with real bits... Obviously, Nobbler will be really super happy, but so will hmm. people that want the story to move forward, which is great. Huge changes uh, to tank. Are we going to oh. talk about the Broken Show? Do you want to? In what way? Just to moan about it? <laughs> I was going <laughs> to... I mean... Well, uh, the I one thing that I... If you want me to moan about it, remember when they uh, talked about it in the patch notes and on that Q&A about class world quests coming in? I was like, oh, it's like... I'll get specific class world quests that are only for me. But that just means that everyone else does them, but the quest dialogue is slightly different. They're not even, like, special. Hey, huh? what was the quest you did the other day where you had Illidan follow you? And you were really excited. Was that a, It was a world quest in a broken show. And you asked me whether or not this happened for us. Or was it Anduin or something? He can't remember. No mind. But he yeah, can't remember. I know he's... <laughs> well, like, the shaman world quest where you turn into the water guy... That, everyone does that. It's not just for Shaman. So I thought those were going to be even more interesting, but they're not. You know, the campaign, as we know, was just tacked on extra bits that weren't great. The beginning Anduin part for Alliance? Great. That was awesome. But that's all I did like that cutscene. Can't even remember it. Gets oh, yeah. sword and he's like... You don't remember oh, you it? I do remember that, mate. And then I remember looking at him having this little vision of Varian and thinking, mate, you are well too much of a puss to even look at Varian Aww. like that. Put his weapons down, you big girl. Oh my god. He's trying, okay? He's getting there. Please. Please. He's Singing like 17 years old right now. Come on. He's so? he's turning into the anime character in every main anime that's like 15, 16 years old <laughs> that has the adversity before them. And he's going to go Super Saiyan in the next episode. He's well, there. Well, he's going to have to wait his time now because he's got to spend that time studying the blade. True. Just think yeah. of what other legends and kings of past have done by seventeen. Like, look at the great Joffrey of Baratheon. He'd achieved look at a Joffrey lot of Baratheon. By that exactly. Age. We're going to see next part. Great things are expected by that age. Seven two five. We're going to see Anduin with Varian's sword and a fedodo. Calling it, mate. You were out there doing your world quests while I was studying the blade. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is my show now. Um, <laughs> this is my show now. Yeah, well, you see what that kind of brings out in that regard. But I, uh, I, I don't know. What, what the the big thing I was gonna say at the end there was big changes to tank active mitigation, bear druids, and brewmaster stuff. But seven two five is one of these new. I love the point. First off, I love the point five patch system. Hopefully that never goes away. That's really great going in the future. But like, what, what are you hoping for? This is your tomb of Sargeras time. Which, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping for the guy who designed Mythic Gul'dan to make all the bosses. 
<laughs> every single one of them? <laughs> every single one. Okay. Um, I can say what I'm expecting. I'm I'm expecting Tomb to be overall easier than Nighthold. Mm. I'm expecting that to happen. I don't think they want to crash the the rating scene more than they already did back right. at the top end. Um, I'm hoping for some good storytelling, and that sounds ridiculous for me. What the? <laughs> Wait, I know. I know. Where's but Legion has impressed me so many ways with its storytelling. Um, the Suramar video I did on the beta was like, this is amazing. Right. And that was before they added any reward to it. It was just a huge story. It had no AP. It had none of that going on. It was just this epic story, and I thought they did really well. And then the Broken Show hit, and we got one of the worst campaigns of all time. It's laughable. It felt like a joke. And I think it still feels like a joke. So I want the tomb to get me excited about going to Argus. Because for me, mm. Argus doesn't mean a whole lot besides some sort of Unicron nonsense kind of gimmick. Yeah. Um, am I excited about it? <sighs> Cathedral's got me excited, though. I love the aesthetic. And I can't wait to get in there and see what's behind that door. Because you could go down and actually stand in front of the door to the tomb. And we've got the three things in there, like the um, Temple of Time. Is where they've kind of ripped that idea from. Is mm -hmm. it the pillars? You know, law things. Um, that's what I'm really hoping for. <laughs> and uh, just much better balancing. Yeah. Much better balancing. So we're, we've kind of got a skew. They had it pretty good. And now we've skewed off with all the new AP stuff. So I'm hoping, because we've had re-rolls in the guild, and it always makes me feel bad when people feel they need to abandon the characters they really enjoy. Yeah. I know we talked about whether, you know, you've been thinking about it, but sticking true to your guns. Oh. Hanson Stalin right now is in a tough spot, man. But Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for overall. And for everything else, I'm just hoping they don't add so much stuff that it becomes a chore. Because right now it's not a chore. Right. I enjoy most of the things I do. Um, I just don't want it to get too out of hand. And they're at the borderline now for me where they could go too far. And now it's just it's just too much all the time. And mm -hmm. I'm bored of it. I want to play something else. And there's and the 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 play something else thing, not only from the beginning of the show where you guys are definitely playing other things and featuring on your channel and moving that that um, that multi-gaming side, the variety gaming as you were, but right now especially there are so many other really good games to play. It's it's tough to like only what you got. Yeah, don't even I don't even have one yet. Yeah, but it's awesome. So I for can't one even. Game. It's very expensive for one game. For one game. <laughs> oh no! No no! Mario Kart Eight is. Incredible, oh. by the way. Oh, okay. yeah. So, and a few expansions ago, we didn't really have that same argument as we do now. But right now, it definitely is is tough. There are so many things out there to to change and pull your time away. So, <sighs> because a lot of this stuff isn't that interesting, and that's we can't gloss over that. World quests aren't interesting, mm -hmm. but they're so fast and decently rewarding that it's okay. But now, obviously, they ran into... I do feel bad for Blizzard when they tackled the Broken Show, is that they were in a kind of a rock and a hard place. It's like, how much content do we put in the Broken Show? Because everything else in the game is still relevant. And that's something they've never had to deal with before. Last time they approached things like the Isle of Keldenas, they were freely available to say, this is going to replace everything else in the world. So right. we can work with it that way, right? We know that's going to happen, so let's do cool things with it. This time, it's... This is going to be more content we're asking people to do on a day-by-day -day basis. We have to be really careful about what we put in there. Sure. And for that side, I give them a pass that it's actually just world quests and stuff. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have implemented the broker show we saw in the PTR, which was different than the one we got. Um, 
I still don't excuse the campaign. That's really poor. There's no getting away from that. The campaign is terrible. But I do understand why it kind of turned into something lame. I don't think they achieved their goal of... Right now, I guess what I'm looking forward to... Oh, let me answer this question then. What I'm looking forward to in 75, can we have the Legion being something interesting? Yeah, that was your point that I, I moved That's over, is that it's the Legion of Ants that never go away. They feel like ants. No matter what character I'm playing in any part of the Broken Isles, the Legion is just a minor nuisance. Mm. They're a fly that buzzes around and get they're just irritating, and that's it. And I don't feel any real presence of the Legion. Even with the Legion invasions, they just fill the bar stuff, and they're all imps. They keep sending imps out. Why do they keep sending imps? The imps don't work. We've worked that out by now. So I just want the, the Legion to have some sort of presence. I want, like, I want the content there that feels good. I mean, the figure, even going back to Deathwing, burning random areas, that felt like Deathwing was around, right? Yeah. You saw that message in your chat, and you're about to burn to death because there's a giant dragon coming. That felt better than anything we've had in Legion in terms of the actual burning Legion. There's something, <coughs> excuse me, really strange about, because they toted that whole thing in Warlords, right? Savage was their, their keyword. Mm. But, but the Legion is like this never-ending, ever-present, continual nuisance. That I just don't know if they'll ever really make it so it's like scary. I mean, like a brand new character, like I'm doing invasions on my my little baby monk, like 850 eye level. And yeah, you get a little bit, you know, messed up a bit when stuff you have no HP, you only have two million, you don't have a lot of your points, you know, it, it, it feels that way, but that's just gear. But there never feels like this. I guess you're just, under pressure. Yeah, like it's just, you're under pressure. It's just like my, my said, it's a minor nuisance. Yeah. They need to create some content where the Legion has an impact on our day-to-day -day gameplay. And I think they're afraid of doing that, especially after they did stuff like that with the Undead Invasion during Wrath, where you know the players rebelled against it and like, we hate this, we hate this, uh, let's not do this. But that gave the Scourge some presence. It made them feel something. We've come here and now we're literally stood outside the tomb of the big bad. Yeah, and we're just riding around, just chilling out, doing anything. It never feels like they have any impact at all in the Broken Isles. This place is supposed to be devastated, right? There was something. Feel it. There was something that Bellyler brought up in his video about again the systems versus content stuff, and he was wondering why the Broken Shore doesn't feel like more of a tug of war system. That like if if people like because we have we thought <clears throat> the 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 three buildings are basically a way just to farm legendaries and artifact power, right? And then to get the, the little buffs and things. Like, we had the amazing buff recently where you got water walking everywhere. Oh, boy. And, um... <laughs> I didn't know that one existed until everyone was like, you can water walk everywhere now, just go get the buff. And I was like, this is what we've spent days moving towards. Awesome. But, but we did get a lot of free tokens. Which we did. Nice. It's true. It's free tokens, that's right. Um... But, like, the new world bosses just kind of spawn and just, like, sit there. They don't do anything. There's no interaction with the world. It's just, again, it's a hub. It's a system. And there's no feeling we have to keep pushing it back. Like, there's no... There's no push Like we're doing the Firelands. The Firelands yeah. hub is much... I mean, this is one of the worst ones, that's fair to say. Yeah. The, the Broken Isles is very lackluster. Mm. Uh, I agree. We could, I mean, because we the first thing we do in the Broken Isles is we discover the three different camps that we have. Right? That's the first mission once you get there. So mm -hmm. why is the, our camps totally fine all the time? Why is it not 
under constant stress and be, that's where the legion's focusing and yeah. maybe we have to build the mage tower somewhere else or you know we have these three points that we could have done stuff with and we certainly should have had really dangerous areas in the middle mm -hmm. uh, where we were achieving certain points and then they were over the, the whole point of the legion is they overflow you right that's yeah. the idea so why aren't they overflowing anywhere? In fact, they're nicely spread out. And they even <laughs> and, have a giant spaceship that flies around that can't aim at anybody properly. Oh, well. You, 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 it just feels like a, a, a dropped ball there, for sure. I'm not going to, like, chastise them for it, but it's oh. it definitely doesn't feel like what it was. And I don't think it's what Blizzard wanted it to be. Because, as I said, on the PTR, we tested a very different Broken Shore, where the classes had different points throughout the island. Mm. The Warriors had taken over certain parts. The Death Knights had certain parts of it. And that was all removed when it eventually went live. Yep. For whatever reason, I don't know. But I think they had big plans for the Broken Shore and something probably went wrong internally or they didn't want to push it too far. And they just said, okay, let's just do World Quest and let it go. I feel like that's what happened. I think the Broken Shore was supposed to be far bigger and grander than what it was. And we certainly tested things that indicated that happening. This there's one more point that that tags on to all that that I want to ask before I want to make a prediction because that lead that what you ended right there leads right into the patch 7.3 with Argus. But I want to make a prediction how many points of concordance the Legion fall <laughs> do you think will eventually find is what Blizzard balances two of Sargeras around because even though it's a small amount. There'll be some nonsense that comes out eventually when the top guilds push through, but then we find out that everyone else needs like 10 or 15 points, and then we're like, oh, not this again. Do you want to make a prediction? I hope it's one. I am, yeah. I hope it's one. That's what I want for Tomb, and mm -hmm. we could do more in the Argus raid. But for Tomb, I want it to be one. I want to say, if they have one, great. And for the people who... <laughs> It depends when it comes, because our AK is building really quickly. Yep. But I, I just hope it's one. Let's go for one and work around getting the classes all nice and happy. And honestly, I don't. as long as it's not a walkover, which I don't think Concordance is powerful enough to make a raid a walkover if the mechanics are done properly, mm -hmm. then that's fine. I'm totally okay with that. Shad is saying if you PTR tested, you have 12? <laughs> wow. Ugh. Shut nah, up. Andy, shut up! That's <laughs> so bad. No, this is like this. It's this loud. ties into my opinion on the whole Warforce Titanforce thing. It's an increase. It's a way of increasing the shelf life of the product. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> if I mean, like Mike said, if it was balanced on one, obviously you've got to strive to get that one, and then you know you you feel like you've met a criteria to raid. But if it just keeps going on like up to twelve, it's just an increasement of the shelf life of the game. That's the only purpose that it serves. And it's it's such a small amount, but it does go to fifty. And I was thinking, yep. I was in the same boat as Preach. Like I'm thinking, like you know, less than five, because um, Concordance is strong at first, and then every time you can actually double it, it becomes worth it. Because it's uh, every point is a Saberite gem. How much damage does two hundred of a stat a Saberite gem give you? It, but oh, man, damn it! <laughs> yeah, but boss design should play a bigger role with right. Conco this Concordance compared to the Paragon levels. There's no question that the Paragon mm -hmm. levels were far superior. Mm -hmm. This shouldn't play too much of a role. And as long as long as the bosses are designed in a way that you don't do... What's a good example here? There are no real raid bosses, as long as we're excluding and abusing like legendary rings in WAD, where you kill them before they can do anything to you at a decent level. 
uh, the bosses Reaver. shouldn't be designed to allow that to happen. Right. Right. Until you have everything, the bosses should be designed in the ways that you might get to a certain phase quicker, or you might clear a phase quicker. But it's not going to prevent you from learning the boss in any way. Sure. I don't. I, I don't want it to be a minimum high requirement. That's all I'm asking. Don't have a minimum of twelve, fifteen. Otherwise, we end up in the situation again that we ended up in the Nighthold. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's powerful enough to make that happen anyway. I think we're pretty safe on that one, based right. on how Concordance works. That's why. That's the only. In fact, that's all I'm hoping for is don't make it so we create a wall by not having it. Yep. That's all I'm asking. I hope so, because the whole point that I thought the Paragon system originally worked and now has become the Concordance system is that it's there's going to be like a point where they balance around that, but then if you push forward with your guild and you take a lot of time and you're a little behind the curve so you get more of it, it became your sort of soft nerf to the dungeon. That was the whole point of it, yeah. yeah. You were eventually supposed to get... I mean, that was the Titanforged invention, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it was for. It's like, if you're struggling in your... I mean, they came up with this scenario, which I don't think many guilds have ever hit, where you were... Clearing a dungeon to a certain boss, and your guild had every single possible item equipped from every boss before it, and you still couldn't get past it. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never known that ever happening, but that was the example Blizzard used at the time. So now we're going to introduce Warforge and Titanforge, which means you're still getting more powerful despite not progressing. So that's what this new system is supposed to be. Combined with Titanforging, it's supposed to gradually make the dungeon easier or whatever content you're doing easier. As long as it stays like that, I'm fine. I think it just went a bit too far. I think we're all a bit pessimistic because of what happened in Nighthold. Mm -hmm. We don't want mm -hmm. that to happen again. Yep. As long as that doesn't happen, where we literally crash into a wall yep. and only some of us can get over it, we should be okay. So with 7.3 comes not the Argus raid and stuff like that, but I, we, we all are ready for that that's on the horizon. Uh, everyone keeps talking about BlizzCon 2017 teasing the next expansion i don't think so because we're just going to be you know if you look at how long the nighthold lasted roughly five months if you plop down to uh to move uh, sargeras here in june and then five months from there you're right on blizzcon's doorstep so we're looking at argus around that time so we're yeah. not going to get the next expansion there probably gamescom next year because they can't tease the expansion yeah, I think also come again. yeah yeah i think gamescom will be the place they they got did quite successful with that last time yeah the two questions I had for this patch, I want, I'm going to go to Andy for this one first. We need the comic relief to, to make sure this isn't uh, icky. Is the Argus patch, Ian teased it. It's showing that we're going to another planet, which is the first time I ever think we've gotten a patch that takes us away from where we are, like an expansion does, which sounds exciting. But what do you want it to be versus what do you think it will actually be? <laughs> um... I don't, I don't know what I want it to be, to be honest, pal. Uh, I expect it to be, I don't know, maybe either something like um, TBC with separated like a broken world kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't know enough about Argus to define what I think it's going to look like. But I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's, it's just going to be another, maybe even at some point you get, you're going to get an item to go there. And then it's going to be like another world quest or even an area hub. You know what I mean? Do you not think it's going to be a full zone? I mean, it was supposed to be going to a new planet, so I'm expecting... Mm -hmm. It will be. I don't think it will be more size, than if not more a than few zones. Zone. Oh, it'll be our zone, for sure, but I don't think it'll be more than a few zones. Because it'd be like bolting on an expansion as opposed to a content patch, wouldn't it? I think that's what they're going to go for, though. What, a full couple of zones? 
Yeah, that I would think be so. so good, though. Could I you, think that's very good. If they did do that, if they had this like hidden trough of content, oh, I say hidden, but if they surprised everyone with that, that would put them in such high praise because we know them. We have variations of our content that we're doing now. But and not to be the cynic, but I don't think we're going to get that much. I think we're going to get an area. A, a, well, a zone at least, but I don't think we're going to get that much of a payload. It'd be nice, don't get me wrong, it would be really nice, but I don't think we're going to get that. Uh, based on, yeah, I'm only basing this off. Um, I don't think they streamed the Blizzard when uh, Watcher was on stage. It did the whole reveal of everything. I think everyone got the cliff notes. But if you were there, it, it definitely indicated that. One, he was very happy about what they were doing. And like right. I've never seen Watcher so happy to talk about Legion uh, or World of Warcraft in general, especially because he's just been through Walls of Draenor where he was blasted every time he was on stage. Um, I do feel like they're going to try and do some... And it's not something they've really done for the last expansions. It's a real true conclusion as to what's going on um, hmm. with the ending of the Broken Isles. Like, what just kind of drifts on and it's still ongoing you know and there's no real conclusion conclusion besides the cutscene that you get for killing Arky. um i think they might go all out i think they might create an expansion within expansion and just just to be blizzard and just say we're willing to do this and that's kind of been the theme of all the content they've rolled out in legion so far is like we're ready to, you know we're, we're taking chances this time they know they're not trying to hit a yearly schedule anymore they're probably more than happy for legion to roll on for quite a lot longer and maybe this is how they're going to do it. Do you not think, though, like, it's sort of the um, the Tinder profile syndrome with, like, what we got with 7-2? I'm sorry, like, for, for the for the analogy, but, You're like, fine. what we see isn't what we're getting. Do you get what I mean? Well, we've experienced that multiple times, this expansion alone. But that's what I'm saying is, like, they, they can be happy with it. And, like, I mean, even at 7.2 at, um, at BlizzCon, he was hyped to show us that. But I think... I'm. But, Put it this way, even just on Legion, not just Blizzard or Warcraft in a whole, just from Legion, I'm not getting my hopes up for something massively spectacular. I'm going to play the shit out of it because I'm enjoying it, but I'm not like, oh my god, this looks amazing because it's sort of been like someone said in the chat, it's it's drip-feeding us. They're saying this yeah. is all the stuff that's coming, and then it's the McDonald's cheeseburger on the billboard from what you get in a box, you mm. know? Is this because kind of the mini holidays weren't as good as we hoped? Because boat day, we could have had barbecues so on the boat. Boat day like, is soon, though. It's it's after this show is boat day soon, so we're I've, gonna see out of all the mini holidays. I've hyped boat day in my head so high, right? <laughs> if there isn't even like a little, you know, like a cooking fire on a boat, but it's a barbecue, a high dive where once you jump, it then changes your bar like a stealth bar to various tricks that you could do into the water. All these little things, but I guarantee it's not gonna be that good. You're gonna sit on a boat and go around in a lake. Yeah, it's going to be a bit like the Kirintor Tavern Crawl, which I remember when we went to test it, oh, we were God. confused as to whether it was working or not. <laughs> oh, no. It was so bad, we were trying to work out whether it was actually happening or not. We were looking oh. around like... And then we got ported to the next place and we're like, is this, is this it? I don't understand what's going on. But still, the disco in the uh, Ogremar, that's cool. That's very the cool. Ogremar that's cool. made it cool, though, isn't it? Is it, though? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because Boat Day is later this month. So we'll have to see about that. I didn't get to do the Spring Balloon Festival, which was mostly just like... There was, like, trivia and, like, dorky questions and, and the character, uh, whoever the tour guide you're on with, actually had some some good dialogue. So that was... That's that's fun. 
right? I didn't. Guard day was neat. I saw people spamming that the uh, getting the um the achievements for killing all the invaders, which is kind of cool. But yeah, I mean they're just stuff, right? Again, they're just exactly yeah. They're just stuff. if you want to do exists. it, do it. Exactly. Yeah, it exists. It but comes I, down to that. There's no re real reward for it, so I'm not interested. Which I think is what they were terrified with the Surma because Surma didn't have a reward to it. Oh, yeah. Story, and I was totally fine with that. But mm -hmm. um, very quickly, people reacted to that, saying, "Well, I'm not going to do it." Yeah, like they would ignore a whole zone if it didn't have some real payoff to it, um, which was sad. But <laughs> yeah, you gotta check check the in-game calendar. The in-game calendar has all the upcoming events and the time that they uh, exist to. The start and end dates now are all bracketed, so you can see when things last till. But like I put down here, like, are we gonna get a new dungeon? Is there gonna be just one final raid? You know, essentially Legion's tier three. There's been all the rumors and, and finagling nonsense because we got TOV as that filler end of story raid, which we didn't know yep. at BlizzCon existed. So is there any other filler raid going to fit in there and plop in there? You know, everyone always was troll raid. So I'm, <sighs> I'm fine for troll raids. I'm Why? Oh, I always think of ZG. No, Merrigan, mate. Something based on that again. Don't know what. Hmm. Something like that. Uh, yeah. I, I I have this feeling that they're not intending to finish Legion anytime soon. Right, 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 right. I right, really right. don't feel that way. And I expect a lot more announcements to come. And probably at BlizzCon, they'll do another panel like they did last time, where they'll just be, this is, and now, here's all this other stuff that's still coming for quite a long time. Yet. They need to. If they've not got an expansion reveal, they need to do that. Which I don't think they—I don't think they're rushing the next expansion. I think they've learned from the mistakes. Yeah. They've tried to Absolutely. do this yearly thing; it has failed every single time. Yep. And now let's not do that. Let's put stuff in. Let's just keep this rolling. We're in the expansion now. Let's just roll it out and keep people invested. But interesting, what you said earlier is that it's only doing slightly better than yeah. Ward. I can understand why that's happening as well, like we talked about earlier. And maybe that's what they're working on solutions. And I would rather them use Legion to test different solutions for the next expansion to work those out. Because the new systems in Legion are very good. They have obvious problems now that you're only going to find out once you throw millions of people into these new systems for months and then start to see the problems occurring. Now we can start thinking of how we're going to solve that going forward, where they couldn't have worked that out in the past. Yep. Because you, you've definitely seen how they've grown. And normally... Because uh, you, you, you talk about the legendary system specifically, and we, we've gone over legendaries and AP back and forth on this, but normally when you see when a problem arises in an expansion, uh, that they don't fix it or try to fix it until the next expansion. Like, mm -hmm. there was... Mop was very much stand around in major cities and queue for stuff or just go raid. There were a little bit of world boss interaction, right? But after you leveled, Mop was just empty. Like, I remember doing B-roll streams of Mop where I just did archaeology and found all the, like, the achievements, all the Pandaren tablets, all this other little stuff to find things to do. And they were like, okay, well, their, their answer for that is to make this, like, lively garrison world to give you something to work on in Warlords, which definitely didn't pan out. Then they gave it the shipyard, which was the same damn thing, didn't pan mm -hmm. out. So now the problem that was in Warlords was everyone was compartmentalized in their own instance phase and no one ever saw anyone ever again! So their huge reaction to that in Legion now is world quests. You're always out and in the I, world. I bump as more people as possible. I bump yeah. to hundreds of people every day. And a uh, yeah. big advantage is actually the world quest group finder. That's mm -hmm. uh, so been a wonderful addition to everybody's toolkit. Is you're regularly with groups with loads of people. You don't often talk, but sometimes it happens. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly more than <laughs> in the last few expansions, right? 
Yeah. But they, the whole point of that was that they've they've obviously seen and they've adjusted and, and uh, attacked the AP system. They have also done the same thing with legendaries now, where basically they don't care if you get all of them, right? Because it's just that you yeah. can essentially farm them now via Legion Fall and um, Nether Shards. Like, you just farm the crap out of them. Yep. So, they, you can get all of them right now. Like, I have 12 exactly. or 13. Exactly, they're working through the new systems. Yeah. And it's important that they we have time to work out what the problems are instead of trying to rashly fix it. Yeah. And just trying to slap a Band-Aid over it and hope it's going to work out. It's like, okay, we tried this, it didn't work out. We tried this, it did work out. But it does have this count, this problem that only really crops up over the course of a long expansion. So how are we going to tackle that next time? And I, I, this is what I'm saying. These are all minor issues, especially now. A lot of this stuff is really minor issues. Mm -hmm. No, it definitely is. I just wondered, with the, the, the humdrum of Argus, I really wonder what we're going to get. And what's gonna what's gonna transpire and what's gonna happen? Everyone always wonders where is Jaina gone, right? Apparently, there was something I read that we're not gonna see Jaina now for the rest of the expansion. Oh, was that was that an interview? Was that one of those? I think so. Yeah, they basically flat out said you aren't gonna see Jaina for the rest of the expansion, and yeah, a lot of people's reaction was just, yeah. Uh, so, I well, mean, that... hopefully that's bullshit. Hopefully it is. It really is because she she left in a huff. And that was it. I want to see. I want to see some like real vengeance shit, like retribution shit mm -hmm. from her being angered by this. But yeah, there's there's uh, everything that that drums up about the next expansion ideas, and obviously the void is very 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 prevalent as it's been teased here and there and everywhere by Naifu, by the Emerald Nightmare, by Ilganoth specifically. Like there's so much happening there. So the the thought of Jaina coming back with like the fleet to fight off Nazoth would be pretty cool. That's, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. That's the the leading into the void stuff. Next expansion is obviously there's one more old god being all tentacly and blah right now. So we'll have to wonder where that goes. But we have to obviously deal with the legion. Say you guys first. word for it. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, more stuff. My bad. You guys sorry. said a lot of words. <laughs> sorry, my bad. Okay, so we'll we'll pull it back in then, I guess. But we'll have to wait and see what Argus brings. Yeah, I don't believe it when they say things like Jaina's not coming back. Like, uh -huh. I, don't, I don't trust. I think for story reasons, they don't want to spoil it and say, oh, yeah, well, Jaina's going to turn up soon, so don't worry about it. Um, no, they, there's a way, there's ways of wording it, but what you're saying, mate, is you saying that Blizzard's lying? We've been caught out a couple of times this expansion, let's be honest. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, more, more, they've been a bit more obvious about it than they have been in the past this time around. Yeah, so there was a Q&A where Blizzard said it was mentioned that Jaina... I wouldn't be seen for some time, although not sure what that would entail. Because we obviously have, that's the big thing. You don't, I mean, you know about the story to some degree. We have a clip of you saying you care about the story, Preacher, so you can't lie to us now. But we have Jaina Who? Jaina Who? Because we have the, the Azara and then the Queen Azara into Nazoth into Void. Then we're dealing with the major problem like Kill Jaden's going to be here soon with Sargeras and the full Legion on Argus. But there are two huge WoW stories right now that are happening. So that's why, to go back to what you said about Ian at BlizzCon, he was so excited to talk about Legion yep. compared to the reveal at Warlords where they're like, old stuff, rehashed, but with new paint. Yeah, time, that's what I said to him. Time. When he stopped walking away from me, <laughs> I, told, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was 100% sure he thought I was going to start blasting him about WoW. I don't know why, but uh, mm -hmm. that's, that's the impression I got. But once I talked to him, I was like, you just look so happy up there. And it was great to see that you. we know we've got this stuff ready to go. It's not pie in the sky. Right. Stuff that may or may not come through. 
we yep. kind of might make a dance studio at some point. This is what it might look like, you know, that kind of thing that we've seen in the past, although a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This time it was like, this is ready. This is what it looks like, and it's coming then. And we've made it all, and it's good to go. And there was, was the confidence was oozing out of the room from the Blizzard staff because they knew they'd nailed it. They knew they had everything. Their, their ship was tight, and it was sailing nicely. Um, and I want, I want that to continue this year's BlizzCon. We won't be there this year, which is kind of sucky. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I want that to continue. I want to get back up there and say Legion's still coming. Like, and we want to see that because we're not seeing that yet. I want to see them feel that and see where we're going to go. Yeah, and hopefully they've got more stuff planned. And Argus could be the big. It could be a game changer for how a lot of companies approach MMOs. If they if Blizzard takes the step and says, "Let's push this further and let's do bigger, bigger stuff mid expansion rather than saving it all to get everybody's money in a new expansion." Yeah, because there definitely is that weird, it's not weird, there's analytics to prove this, that the MMO genre is very much on, like, the decline. And it has been for a little while now, because there's so much commitment and time, and obviously a monthly sub for the real good games that matter. Like, I love SWOTOR, but don't play SWOTOR for free, because it's terrible. I was saying that. It's terrible. Always just hey. sub to SWOTOR, it's so much better. Do you want more than two action bars? <laughs> I know! I, they're they're free to play That's $10 more. a month, friend. They're afraid of him. Is trash. Yeah, it's trash. Great game, but that don't... EA for life. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. Complete Swotor. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but then, I mean, you can play WoW for free now if you just make a lot of gold. I'm yeah. feel sorry for the token price in EU right now. Oh man, supply and demand though. But whoo boy, it's like 100k gold in US yeah. right now. So you can definitely do that. But I mean, chat. If you have questions now, let's pull out some chat Q and A. I moved this topic down here for the nitty-gritty section of the show where we, for the class discussions, get really into, like, deep-cut stuff. But for this, I'm going to pull up uh, ranged mechanics versus melee mechanics and the misconceptions between them and how that feels. Are you hiding? Are you hiding? Everybody has it equally difficult. (laughs) To a degree. (laughs) I mean, but he's only... got a strong argument for Gul'dan that's brought it all back into balance. I do! Yeah, well, no, I... <laughs> well, my only point as, like, a, a melee warrior and this, like, whole argument is that I love how ranged complains so long, but then, like, one of the hardest mechanics on the final <laughs> no, fight is melee. What are you talking about? Yeah, man! You have two it's seconds a... to touch a purple version of your main tank. It's so hard. I know. <laughs> oh, redeemed. <laughs> I hope redeemed. Shocking stuff. I fail it so hard. I fail it constantly. Oh, no, wait. We've never failed it on any pull ever. Yeah. We have melee gods, obviously. That's mostly the solution. Yep. Oh, well, I'm teasing. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. It's mostly just a complete. Do you even deal with it or do you not leave it to your rogues? No, it's, uh, we do... you don't even do that you're using as your example? Just, well, just it's, asking. We do Fury Warrior Feral Druid as our two, because of Leap and Blink, and then we do a Rogue as a backup. So what's, what's your argument here, Bay? It's the, it's the counter-argument that every mechanic is always a ranged mechanic, but this one specifically has to be it's melee. It's thing that affects two people out the whole raid. For hey, 2.5! Like, that's the big change. Hey, Night Orbs only affect one mage. Yeah. And? I never said it was hard. <laughs> yeah, and? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Ranged have got it easy. Yeah. Gosh. 
Um, so I don't know what kind of questions does chat have that we can can go after about. My goodness, once two more. Do you know what I was thinking about just like as huh? a side note when we were talking about like filler content and potentially stuff, not just streamlining the story of what's coming up in Warcraft, right? And I was always thinking about these troll raids that obviously we get, like Zulgarub, Rehash Zulgarub, Zolaman, right? Yeah. And I'm obsessing now about a goddamn gnome raid, right? <laughs> now imagine, yeah. imagine like a gnome raid for some reason, right? Zulaman like was just for some reason, but a gnome raid. But imagine like a techie set kind of gnomish gear set that you could get from that as just a theme, just as a side shoot bit of content. There's obviously not end game. It's not the best item level stuff, but a techie themed gear set for each proficiency and the weapons and stuff. Oh, not weapons, eh? He likes the fact that we don't have to change weapons. I don't, because I miss the models. But if he gave weapon skins, all right, then weapon skins. But just the mm -hmm. theme of that, I, I'm obsessing about it now. How did you get from melee versus ranged mechanics to gnome transmog? In I'm one sick of hearing you ranged talking about, oh, we have an hard life. Mate, be a melee, right? Where's the <laughs> boss? Don't know. I'll just press attack and assume that I'm hitting it because of all this Is this shit bridge about to collapse? Feet. Yes or no? <laughs> Didn't you die oh. on that the other day? No. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Sorry. Don't even Well, lie. you did you, you you did say you wiped a Trilliax and cake is mostly a ranged mechanic. So Really? It's awkward, isn't it? <laughs> it says <laughs> you want to do guides as well though. Hey, I go eat my cake. I actually like to eat the one that absorbs damage so that I make sure that uh, nothing kills me the whole fight. I like that one. That's good. I I'm I'm bomb soaker extreme. Me mm. and my mood, buddy. Right. Yeah, don't ask, don't ask me. It's very prevalent how many boss fights have, like, soak and stand in something mechanics. Ilganoth, no Elisand, Trillian, huh? Mechanically, Nighthold's not hard. Would you agree with that? I think Is that, there anything that stands out? Well, it goes, uh, Grand Conjunction probably spans out the most. It's not difficult, though, right? It's not, it's but it can... two colors being matched up. That's, yeah. that's the actual mechanic. I think the biggest, the biggest... To, to use the phrase dick in us comment there that totally screws you over is mythic botanist in phase three when you send out your two uh night debuffs they have their they have their soaker but one of the soakers gets the same damn debuff on the next phase so you have two people with it and they both explode and just <laughs> chunk the raid down and you can't stop that that's i don't think we've ever had that happen oh we've had mm, we've had that because usually, like, you soak the first one, you sack the second, soak the third, sack the fourth. Oh, we don't do that. We just execute everybody on command. Oh, you kill everyone? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you get the uh, uh. If you get the debuff, uh, sorry. We're busy killing yeah, the we, boss. Yeah, we, we alternate. Yeah, we alternate. Yeah, I've been killed multiple times on botanist. <laughs> get rezzed, get it again, go and kill myself again. Uh, Dagrain said, Did any, has any drama time type story ever happened to me? be honest. Uh, there definitely could be one that I could write about. The problem is it happened so long ago, I don't know if I have all the facts straight anymore to make it a drama time worthy show. That's the beauty of the drama story the though, bro. Like Embellish. Anyway. Make, you, make you to be the hero. But there definitely is one very specifically that I that is very much a drama time show for me. It happened yeah, back nudes, in Wrath. Huh? Did you get your tallywhacker out of the picture? Not you mine. Nudes? Well, I wasn't sending nudes. I was receiving Did he send them. you fresh nudes? Yeah, it's in his Patreon. Bay? Bay? No, those are on my Instagram. <laughs> smoothies, <laughs> smoothies and balls. Yeah. Yeah. What's my smoothie and uh, hunky Asian man, apparently? Yeah. 
That's what I found when I Googled it. That's what yeah, he did. True. I think you, I think you found so you found what you wanted to find. Yeah, but you haven't talked to Emma. Yeah. Don't do that. It's my personal one. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. It comes up with all kinds of things. Yeah, don't Google that. Um, it's just not mine. But, um, oh, what's your opinion on the new legendary rings regarding balance through the classes and the value they add to several already? Yeah, yeah, the rings they're coming that give you a talent. A passive talent, mm -hmm. but a talent. <coughs> Diablo. Oh, sorry. Uh, it is. <laughs> you okay? Are you okay, Andy? You all right? You got a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my throat's burning like hellfire. Mm. <laughs> Puntastic. Right? Right? I can be diplomatic. <sighs> what do you think of the new Legos, though? I mean, if they're fine. Um, I think they're boring. Mm. Right? I think they're boring. Uh, I, I mean, balance will be different for everybody, but they're not interesting at all. I mean, vigor. All right. You know, it's not exciting to get vigor particularly <laughs> you know what i mean so i'm just i'm not sure what the mage one's going to be i'll be interested to see which one they pick because they could go some ways because it seems to me they're choosing ones from that generally have two passives in a, in a in a row yeah so there's only a couple of choices certainly from a frost mage perspective and they both seem too powerful so i'll be interested to see what yeah. we actually get yeah they're, but they're not interesting i mean the rings themselves are boring it's it's kind of like um the braces for a frost mage Everybody wants them because they're bis, but they're boring because all they do is make a spell you were already casting hit harder. Sure. Like no nothing actually happens and nothing changes. So I see it that way. This is mm, okay. Um, I'll just be, I'm not excited by them. Let's put it that way. Right. <sighs> Look at the mic is scrubby because he's, oh, Mike is salty because he's a scrubby mage. Preacher's yeah. obviously a scrub. Mm hmm. Yeah. The Fall of Nomragon, Caverns of Time, Gnome Raid. Mm. Black Temple, Time Walking, get ready! Yeah! Gnome, a chromy story. Get yeah, through the portal! Let's get some awesome, like, mech-looking shit for your armor. You really want that mech-looking sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. He's in the transmog road. I'm all yep. about visuals, mate. Visuals and a gnomish slash goblin Blackhawk. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen. Maybe not this expansion, maybe not next, but we're going to have a five-man flying mount one day, and it's going to be a gnomish or a goblin Blackhawk. <laughs> you heard it here. In your gnome raid armor. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I've derailed you a touch there. You were saying... <laughs> just, a, just a scotch, but... Um, oh, my gosh. I don't even know. <laughs> Chromie 2 Judgment Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh... Mm-hmm. Pretty sure passive What do you talent. think of the rings? So I'd... Enhancement fixed overnight? Well, they nerfed our entire row 75 because enhancement has a problem apparently with one talent, so they decided to nerf them all. So, the, But the one they nerfed was the Empowered Stormlash one, so that makes me wonder if they're going to go to us for free, which is just complete... <sighs> Are you trying to suggest Blizzard might take away some talents and reintroduce them at a later date in the form of different ways? I mean, that oh, would day, never day. happen, Bay. <laughs> We just have that happen. It's the weird place enhancement is. Is we're losing our four set bonus now. It's becoming a talent, or our two set bonus now. It's becoming a talent. So they literally just did that and removed the talent that was there before. So exactly, Andy's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ew. Nax forty time walking question mark. Ooh. 
Yeah, let's have Nax a third time. That's what we need. Ooh. Well, it would be an anniversary event like Molten Core. Ooh. Honestly, I, after Karazhan, I'm okay with them bringing some stuff back if they give it the Karazhan treatment. Okay. Agreed. Because it did nothing to ruin the legacy of the original Karazhan, which is also one of the sure. greatest raids they ever made. Right? right? I mean, they could have gone down the Nax route and just ruined it. Uh, because Nax is remembered as a joke for most people now. Mm-hmm. So what if they give it the Karazhan treatment, Two thumbs up. Let's do that. That sounds awesome. Have I done uh, the Black Temple time walking yet? Nope. I don't have the PTR currently worked on. But No, it uh, wasn't up. It wasn't up when you tried? Yeah, we scheduled uh, a raid Friday. On, uh, on Friday because they said it was coming out on Friday. But uh, it wasn't up. So, so okay. Rip. That's unfortunate. Uh, what's your guys' opinions on, uh, on Nami and the gating of Legion cooking and maybe even... I haven't done fishing at all. I haven't even had the fishing artifacts. I have no idea how that works, but it was a question. Um, I pretty much have everything, so I don't care. <laughs> you're missing one, though, that you're after getting. Just no, I've got it. Oh, have you got it? Now? I've got it, yeah. yeah. Um, it was frustrating for the first few weeks of Legion. For sure. But now it's not a big deal, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think Nomi's been a big deal for If you focused on getting one particular recipe, you did get it in a reasonable time. He gives you an item now where you can combine certain things to give you another recipe, though. Is that right? I learned something from making those, like, relinquished food. You get ten of the food tokens, and you basically make a random pattern. Yes. I learned a pattern yes. from that, too. So that's... Eh. Those are cool. Those are yeah. cool. It's still frustrating when you give him all your meat and get burnt food back. Like, excuse me? <laughs> Stop giving that panda all your meat, Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, you gotta go all meat and no meat. Um, do you... I mean, maybe... Yeah, but uh, yeah, no meat's not a big deal anymore. I mean, in fact... No, it's uh, not a big the thing. The recipe's coming quite, kind of fast now, actually, because nobody yeah. was supposed to get better over the course of the expansion, and no meat gives out recipes reasonably quickly now, at least yeah. in my personal experience. It's not as if I'm doing it across multiple characters. Here's an interesting one. I mean, this has been peppered throughout the show. I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. We're definitely at time here. But uh, do you think the game has gone too far with the quote-unquote theme park style that World of Warcraft is? So you've got LFR, LFG, World Quest, etc. I haven't had felt the connection to the character since Villadal or BC. Well, the systems, they don't force the players to interact. I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, oh, there's this MMO coming out called Pantheon, I've heard rumblings about. And having a Rob Back to Roots style MMO. I get that, but on the same token, I do miss that, but on the same token, I've gained new love for things that weren't there during those times, you know? So, like, these single-set raids, just going through the content as a tier, uh, was fun, and yeah, you do get in co- um, a strong connection with your character, but now that's rose-tinted to assume that, you know, do you want to go back to that? Well, look at what they've brought in the game since then that is so cool. There is a different way of enjoying your character. It's not just like that tier of raids. They are annoying. I hate them. I hate the, ve- the so many varieties of raids. But, you know, it's not, it doesn't bother me enough to hate on it and send a tweet to someone in Blizzard about it. But yeah, there's there's the other ways now of like, get, like being your character. It's not just a raiding. Right. I do kind of wish your character was somewhat locked out of doing multiple sessions of the same raid. Hmm. Maybe that would help with what we were talking about earlier, you know, with the incentive to run four different versions of the Nighthold right now. And there is. I mean, I do that every week. And I'm sure there's many other people who run the Nighthold at least four times a week in different various states. I'd like that to not really be an option, but at the same time, some people love doing that. 
you know, where do you cut the line off? Can you do it twice? Can you do it once? Can you do it three times? Whatever. Um, theme park? I'm not buying it. I mean, are we talking about something like Wildstar? I haven't looked into Pantheon. Because that was Wildstar's thing, right? It was old school MMO style. And that did not work out at all. People found out that actually we don't want that at all in any right. way. Uh, and in, in vast numbers of people. Is that what Pantheon's going for? I think I it's on our list of games. I think we've got the code coming, honestly. Uh, spoilers. I think we ha do have Pantheon and another one. I can't remember the name. Ashes There's, of something. Ashes of Creation. Yeah, yeah that's the about. one we've got coming as well. That one looks interesting. I'm more interested in the, the possibility of the way they're sort of restyling the MMO and Ashes of Creation. Pantheon didn't really grab me very much. Because something is when you try to like revamp the archaic old school style of like vanilla wow and like everquest you're just gonna play it and the nostalgia boner will be strong but it won't last very long no i agree so i, I think I, i've seen the animation the animations for that really really old school uh, in terms of the combat oh no, i don't think that's the movie. game we were looking at no it's for pantheon yeah i know, I know what you're thinking of i don't think it's that game oh hmm. thank god for that yeah okay. we got um Someone tried to get us into an MMO recently to test it out for them, and it was just the worst thing we'd ever seen. <laughs> it was horrendous. No, it's not that one. Okay, thank God. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of those types of things, and, and the the genre. We're at the point right now in Legion where we just we just crested like the ten year mark, and every yep. decade or so, things usually flip, right? Like there's going to be this weird flip in games. Where right now we're in this weird. Huge, like, roguelike, roguelite, randomly generated worlds of all these different games is huge right now. Voxels were huge a while ago, like the Minecraft types of games. And then, you know, the I'd Loba scene. Died. Hmm? I would say that the rogue versions of the uh, procedurally generated content, I think, is dying away. And I think sure, 2017 sure. has nailed that that's not what's popular right now. If you look at the list of games that we've played in just the last three months, right? it's... Oh, five months. It's embarrassingly how good the gaming quality is that isn't like that. Right. Um, I mean, some of the best games... I mean, it's been hard to even... Even now, we've got a running comp competition for what is the best game of the year because we've played some amazing games. Absolutely crazy ones. Um, none of them were procedurally generated stuff, though. Right. That's fine. Yeah, like the, the very narrative, open-world-ish RPGs are huge right now. Prey, Zelda... Mass Effect. Then um, what's it called? Horizon Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn was an incredible game. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Witcher and Final 3 Fantasy 15 is still as well. up there. So, yeah. yeah that's was... a class unto itself, though. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, it's it's, very that's, true. that's a game of, that'll be remembered for. That'll be something people still play in 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely true. I'm still like 50, 60 hours into the game. I haven't even touched any of the DLC yet. I haven't even finished the main oh, really? campaign. Yeah, I'm... Which is also fantastic. As you probably already know, it is yeah. amazing. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So there's so many, so many things. 2017 yeah. so good. Near is out right now too. Yeah, Near is definitely a yeah, huge sleeper hit. Yep. Outlast two. I had a great time Outlast with Outlast two. two. So oh, there's Prey, the new big one. I don't know. The, I don't think there's a campaign, like because the new Doom came out. But I don't, there's a new. You've seen the Quake reboot, right? That's he's been playing it. Yeah. There's yeah, no campaign, the right? No. It's just he's looking at his face. Are we under embargo? <laughs> I don't know. I think the embargo lifted two days ago. I mean, there's stuff everywhere for it now, so I think... I don't want to... Yeah, risk. Embargo, okay, yeah embargo's up. Let's yeah. just say Andy didn't... It caves for a crowd the same way that... Um, what the hell was that MMO that you were talking about before? 
the shit one that catered for a crowd that wanted the old school. It caters for a crowd like Wildstar in wow. terms of the classic kind of shooter. Mm-hmm. People, I guess, have evolved and they don't want that. I played it and I got the theme of it. They're doing that like an Unreal Tournament, but they've put in one character ability, kind of like Overwatch. So they try mm. to dip their toe in that water. I didn't enjoy it. I spent quite a lot of time on it. I didn't enjoy it. It's it's mm. dated. It feels dated now. So Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like the list of people that started listing off stuff in chat is definitely really neat. But uh, here's the one we kind of end on that kind of wraps us right back up to Legion, which I'm doing right now, by the way. Joe asks, uh, if you were to come into Legion now, how long would it take for a person to be, quote unquote, raid ready, looking at artifacts, legendaries, etc.? Like, what, what would you think, like, your, your time investment? Uh, investment uh, I don't think people appreciate how easy it is to actually reroll right now. It's oh, not yeah. a big deal. It is absolutely not a big deal. If not easier than it has been for a long time. Um, I see a lot of people who are like, well, you know, the AP and all that, it's actually not that bad because of how all the AP catch-ups work. Because um, you, I mean, I just, because we're doing the guides in 725, it feels like the right time to do them with all the changes that have been happening. 725 looks to be the right point. So I had to cap eight characters or nine characters in a space for about a week. It took me five days to do it. All of them now are actually AP-wise, not far away from my main, because you get all the AK as soon as you cap. Gear is crazy easy to get these days. Without, if you, whichever route you want to take. You could farm shards all day and have an 880 character reasonably quickly. Uh, you can do, you know, Mythic Plus is always there just waiting to do that. Especially For me, re-rolling right now comes down to have you got some friends in-game? And if you have, you're set. Yeah. You're done. If you it really comes down to are you going to be waiting in pug queues forever, in which case it's going to take you longer? Or if you've just got some buddies, you're going to have a really easy time getting a character side. Rerolling is not a big deal. That's why our guild, now Mythic Gulen's dead, uh, two weeks ago, the guild said, if you want to reroll, now's the time because we're going to gear it up. And some people took that option because it is not a big deal. Yeah. And as you said, Concordance is a big, uh, AK is the biggest factor rather than grinding. But like on, on a new character right now, because I'm actually experiencing this myself. Like you get to max level. There's a lot of little things you're gonna like put in a row and you know bop ducks on the head and figure out these quests and whatnot to unlock like cathedral and get the broken shore going or whatever. But you can get an artifact to the new golden dragon a few days, maybe not even. Like less. I've done it in a couple of days, yeah. and that's not playing a lot. I mean, right. I literally. Logins. I keep their AK ticking over just mm -hmm. so that when I do come to assess them, uh, it's much easier for me. Well, it, it's it's an absolute joke to get up to there. It's yeah. so so quick. For a new player, flat new, you get twenty artifact knowledge twenty six for free. If you have a character that you can buy it over, you give them level thirty right now, which is totally you're totally set. I would say that gearing is definitely what you got to just do a couple of flat mythics, get some friends in together, and go do that kind of stuff like that. Dauntless tokens. The um the yeah, cheaper four hundred shards each. Cheaper ones. Do do a few invasions. You've got all eight fifty plus gear. Like there yep. you go. Instantaneously. Inst yeah, it's just a, a complete easy thing. Legend legendary is probably the only thing that actually takes some time because you're gonna like do the world quest and do bosses and hope they they drop down. But that's not a huge thing. Those but you certainly boosted time. to your first two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but we don't know actually. We were gonna run a test on this. We don't know if that counts for new characters. Like brand new people to the game. I think it does. Oh, like a brand new fresh account. On, yes, I think it's based on the server duration that it's been up. Huh. And that's what I think. I think it's based on when Legion launched. So I think even brand new characters get their 
legendaries quicker. At least that's what anecdotally I've been told. But I know on my account, all my alts that only capped like some of them last week or the week before, and I've only had a few, you know, a couple of hours played just doing the world quest, fine Surumar, they're all getting their legendaries extremely quickly. So it definitely applies to my account, whether or not it's account based or server based, but I believe it's server based. Interesting. Because the AK system is, I think they're linked directly in some way. Right. Because your AK duration is much shorter, isn't it? Well, when you first start a new character, when you get like a 26 for free, I think it's just under three days per level right now where your main still has five. Yeah, exactly. So that so. account applies to you regardless. So I think the legendary catch-up system is linked to that in some way to enable you to get your first two very quickly. And even though, as we know now, actually getting the rest of them doesn't take long at all now either. It just, it, legendaries are a actual reward-ish system based on just overall. <laughs> just playing the game, but... Just finding bullets dotted around my chair. Yeah, it happens. find another one if you throw one over again. Pledge. I guess the last little thing, uh, do you know when your class videos, um, when do you think those will, will start dropping? Anything you want to tease, uh, chat about? We've made a couple of drafts, it's fair to say. They're okay. going to look... Like, all I can say is they'll look very different to what we've done in the past because somebody told me that my old ones didn't look very good mm. and he also had a helping hand in making them look better. Uh, so, yeah, we've done a lot of draft work of to how the final product might look, but it won't be till 75 because I don't know what's going on in the PTR right now. Um, obviously, a lot of people come to me with class questions and I still feel it's too early to say because we haven't had many more changes since the first round. When are we going to see the next big update, or is there not going to be one? Is what the the changes announced so far are they the final ones? Mm -hmm. But when seven two five goes live, that's when they'll start dropping in relatively quickly. Okay, sounds good to me. But I think we're definitely at at the time. So I'm gonna hit this little button over here, gents. Let's anything else you want to leave our viewers with? Anything you want to to to, to bounce about? Just want to know about. what condition you use. <sighs> It's a beautiful main. Head and shoulders. It really is. Never, never the two in one. Always shampoo and conditioner separate. I pray for the day that you do one of these with a desk fan, like quite close to you, so I can see that main flow. <laughs> I need to get a haircut. It's real bad it's right flowing. now. Look at it. Look how we float. Put your fingers through it again. Put your fingers through it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Any, anything from you, Preach? I asked you about the shampoo. Well, I said, yeah, okay, that's the two things. Okay, I'm hitting the damn button then, you knuckleheads. All right. <laughs> no, I'm good, I'm good. We've talked in the last two days, mate. We've done four hours of podcast. I'm good. We have. All right, thank you all so much for tuning in episode number 139 for Legion so far with uh, my two knucklehead ghosts again. My name is Adam K.A.K. Bay. I was your host for the show today. Check out the links down below the stream if you want to check out the other episodes and things. The show, if you've missed it, of course, will be on YouTube all cut from the beginning to the end with all the description box stuff and all the different social media links and things of good note there. So check that out. Of course, you can also listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music as an audio-only version. You can check those out as well. Um, um, If you're only listening to the audio only right now, you're not going to appreciate what's just happening. But there's there's Andy, there's Ghost. You can check him out on Twitter. 
Or, of course, he streams now on the, the main Preach channel, but thank you for being on the show again, you weird nerd. And change your hat like six times. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks, mate. I love you. Every instance I get to spend time with you, Aww. I appreciate it. And when I'm not with you, I'm thinking about you. Uh, I mean, I can't get a better send-off than that, can I? And there's this nerd. <laughs> he has a Twitter over there. It's Preach Gaming, or he has the... the are you able to get your YouTube channel changed? I thought you were working on that. Can you not do YouTube? Um, like many things we try and do, the audience says no. Oh, like they want I you to keep... To yeah? Yeah. You can just see in your chat now. It's like, can I stop calling myself Preach because I made that name up when I was 11 and didn't think it'd carry on <laughs> into a career? Yeah. Can I go with Mike? Is that all right? And then right. you'll see the answer. So people like it. That's what we're known as. We're branded as that for a couple of years now. So Forever. We're just going to leave it as is. Well, you Mike, were... appreciate your time, man. Always, I mean, next time I might see you, we're probably going to be the uh, BlizzCon show, so be a few yeah. months from now. Where but... I can rake in all that fat cash while you guys are at the event. Yeah, <laughs> damn it all. You, you like s- all those other guys did last year while we well, were chilling at BlizzCon. I might not be able to go this year, so we'll we'll see. I mean, I might try to rack it in and make things. I probably won't, though. I will see. Someone call me a muff. What? <laughs> <laughs> Get it school. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Mike, Andy, thank you very much for the show today. I think thank everyone you. enjoyed no, it. Again. But again, check out the uh, the links down below one more time to just update you on the show coming up next. We had a poll on Twitter. These go up every so often now, so if you're not following the show on Twitter, you do that because then you can weigh in. But Windwalker Monk handily won. Uh, so Windwalker Monk is the next show up, and then we're doing Fury and Arms Warrior, and then Blood Decay, and then Holy Paladin. Those are the next four class shows to come up on the channel. Those will start next Sunday for the next four Sundays, and then we'll do another poll, and we can go from there. It's going to be a weird time with the show because 725 and, like, learning it and then adjusting to it. And for those wondering about where the show is going to go in the future, I'm still doing, like, the Fury Arms or, like, the Holy Disc sort of, like, shows that are smooshed a little bit like when we do frost and a holy dk they'll be smooshed but legion will be out for so long i plan it's been like my most requested thing of all time and hope that i can make it work but every single spec show after our first junket in legion will be its own entity so every single show for each spec all 36 of them there'll be no smooshed shows anymore after the first time through they'll all be individual so that's when we're deeper into legion we'll we'll dive into that but that is a big thing, so look for that on the horizon. And that's it for me. Trusting your seal of artifact power. That's what we all want right now, right? That's the really important thing. Well, today's everybody. Thank you very much for watching. I will see you all here next week, all right? Bye! Wave! Wave by my nice people. Wave, wave by at them. Or make faces or something. Oh, that's, is that spear fingers? Who's he fingers? talking to? Is he talking you to You are us? ruining my jazz hands. <laughs>